because they, it did come to my knowledge that during the weekend, uh, there was a tragedy of rugby, uh, two of the kids from Gauteng Boga's school. Uh, and then two of them passed on. I'm suspecting this a committee, we are passing our condolences to the school kids and the parents. But also, honorable members, uh, let's congratulate the Imbogotos of Proteas women team. <sighs> uh, in their semi-final World Cup, uh, hoping that going forward, <clears throat> they will come back home with cup. We do congratulate them so far. But honorable members, let me also take this opportunity saying that you are still in the human rights month. And I'm taking this uh, time to say to all of us, I want just to say <clears throat> human rights month, we must respect each other's views, as Nelson Mandela once said, I do open quotes, never again shall it be that this beautiful land will experience the oppression of one by another. One, and I close quote. So I'm hoping that this is our last meeting in this month and hoping that coming back uh, will also do what you honorable members in the department have done because we were having tight scheduled uh, this quarter where we were sitting Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but you did come and contribute I'm suspecting coming end of the year will going to hurt our backs because we'll be far and not behind in our work as this committee. I'm taking this opportunity to say that the meeting is opened. And then may I ask who is here from the side of the department? Uh, Honorable the Minister, Honorable the DG, who is in this meeting from the Minister's side. Uh, yes, morning, Chair. Good morning to you. Um, <coughs> The, the DG will uh, be able to, to explain and say who is here, uh, the delegation uh, chair. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Minister. DG. Chairperson. Honorable Mishong. Raise my hand on the picture. I wonder if you've seen it. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Yes, Honorable Mishong. Thank you very much. 
Okay, I want to concur with your opening remarks that no one will oppress anyone. And I think you've rightly quoted Nelson Mandela. And I want to raise this last in our last meeting. Before you close the meeting, you oppressed me. You raise your view. I respect your view, but you did not allow me to raise a point of order and to hear my view. And I think whatever that you say, it must be implemented because you cannot say, do as I say instead of do as I do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Mishlongo. Any other hand? <coughs> Did you? Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, good morning to the Honorable Members, to Honorable Minister and Keto, uh, Minister of Sports and Culture in the Department um, or in the Republic. And then uh, I just would like to also greet uh, the Office of the AG, who are here present, and uh, then uh, go on to introduce my colleagues. Uh, I do have a PDG Kumalo um, who is here with us and um, uh, responsible for us culture promotion and development. I've got uh, DG Khan who is responsible for program two, which is a RS and recreation development and sport promotion. And then we've got DDG um, Ndima who is responsible for heritage and promotion and preservation. I've got a the two, uh, uh, sorry, the advisor of the minister, um, Toby uh, Jamzashe. I've got um, the chief of staff, uh, JP Low. Uh, I've got then uh, also in our midst, um, uh, the director in the acting director in the teacher's office, uh, Mr. Malepe. We also have uh, um, Mr. Ralebipi in the teacher's office who will be helping us with the sharing of the document. And then, uh, of course, uh, we've got uh, Mr. Chaba also, a spokesperson of the minister. And then we've got um, uh, the apology from DDG uh, Chikotamba, who will be joining us um, uh, soon. Uh, there is just one engagement that started earlier and uh, is overlapping into this meeting, but she will be joining us, Honorable Jefferson. That is the delegation from the Department of Sport and Agriculture. Thank you, Teaching. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Chair. The Deputy Minister is here, but I, I just want to put an apology that I will leave at 11. I have another engagement, but I'm here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Teaching. I appreciate that. Honorable Shanko, please lower your hand if it's an old hand. Thank you. Honorable members, may I ask any member to propose the adoption of the agenda? If we don't have any apologies. Good morning, Chair. Good morning, members. We do have apologies, Chair. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, we have an, an apology from Mr. Majingozi. He is attending uh, to organizational duties. We also have an apology from Mamu Kawula, who is uh, uh, in hospital at the moment. And we also received an apology from Mutat Mamabolo. He's in the meeting at the moment, but he will be traveling 
at uh, 10.30, Chair. So we'll be the meeting until then, Chair. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me about the apologies. Honorable members, uh, we have apologies. If there's no one who has got a problem with the apologies, uh, I'm, I'm passing to adoption of agenda. Don't, do you have uh, any acceptance of these apologies? Honorable. <laughs> I move for adoption of agenda. Thank you, Honorable Shongwe. Any second? Mama Bolo, my hand has been up. I second, uh, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mama Bolo. Thank you, Honorable Members. Let me take this opportunity. Yes. Uh, Honorable Adams, I've seen you all. Honorable Shongwe, Honorable Adams, uh, please lower your hands. Honorable Adams, Honorable Adams, Honorable Viseka, Roman. Before you continue, Chairperson, can you hear me? Chairperson? Yes. yes, Honorable Adams. May I say something before you continue, Chairperson? Thank you. Okay, okay Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chairperson, for the opportunity. Colleagues, may I please uh, share with you that uh, in these past weeks, uh, we didn't uh, read anything about the loss of the Chairperson's relatives. So uh, I wanted to say that uh, the Chairperson really did go through a lot of, of losing uh, relatives these past weeks and may the Lord comfort her with peace and give her strength. We might not uh, support her in our groups or personally, but um, this morning I wanted us to, to, to know that it was, it was not easy for her to lose some of her relatives. Uh, she's not really uh, um, okay at the moment, but may God give her the strength to pull through all these losses that she have. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Adams. I was even afraid of telling Honorable Members that again Friday I've lost my nephew. So thank you for that. I did report to you only. Yes, this is the fourth person in a week. Thank you. The, the agenda has been adopted. And uh, may I give uh, the Honorable, the Minister, uh, to talk to us or direct the team. Thank you very much, Chair, and uh, once more, good morning to you and, and members of the of the portfolio committee. Uh, uh, Chair, I, I want to to share the sentiments expressed by uh, the whip, uh, Ms. Adams, uh, relating to 
uh, what befell uh, the chair and uh, uh, her family uh, be comforted uh, in the prayers and, and the thoughts uh, which we have for you uh, and the family chair. <coughs> Um, thanks for uh, the, the opportunity uh, to uh, come and share with you what uh, the work uh, the, the, the department has been uh, engaged in, especially in the past uh, uh, two years, which have been very difficult and, and, and devastating for uh, the sectors, uh, the sport, sporting sector, as well as uh, uh, the, the the creative uh, sector. Now, chair, uh, the um, emerging from this uh, very devastating uh, period ever, uh, they had as hit uh, uh, portfolios and, and sectors of sport end of uh, the, uh, the creatives. Uh, it has been uh, through this pandemic. Uh, and when it hit uh, Che, uh, you would recall that uh, uh, as, as government general, uh, but the department in particular, uh, we sprang to action uh, to try and intervene uh, through relief funding uh, of the sector or to the sector uh, and added to what that meant Chair, was that the, the budget allocated to the department had to be redirected uh, towards uh, this uh, endeavor uh, for, for the relief uh, of the sector. Uh, but added to that, uh, we got uh, this drive uh, from uh, the, the Presidential Employment Stimulus Package uh, to further help uh, and alleviate the difficult situation uh, the, the sectors uh, were faced with. And that the stimulus package, uh, uh, the PESP, uh, helped a lot, Chair. Uh, uh, we, we can say, Chair, that to date, uh, more than 60,000 athletes and artists benefited in this period. Uh, we're talking money in the pockets of uh, artists and athletes uh, here at Che. And uh, uh, more than 33,000 jobs, these 33,000 jobs were the projections uh, by the National Treasure. But uh, the intervention uh, from the department surpassed that. Uh, uh, and created more than uh, 33,000, uh, uh, surpassing the National Treasury's uh, projections uh, with regards to the uh, retaining and, and, and creating jobs. Um, and, and we spent more than uh, or close to 700 million rent uh, allocated to artists and athletes. We were the first ones, Chair, uh, we were the first ones to say and acknowledge that government's resources, uh, especially financial resources, they are finite uh, and they can go uh, a particular way. Uh, it couldn't have uh, 
covered all the artists uh, in this country uh, and all the athletes. Uh, but uh, this is the number which, uh, given what we had, uh, and uh, stretching the rent uh, in our hands, we were able to reach uh, uh, in this country chair. Now, um, what must be noted is that there's been a lot of things about this. What happened to the minister? Has been kicked off. He's saying Minister left. Thank you very much, Chair. I I suspect Minister, what was he trying to do was to kind of give an overall uh, uh, a helicopter summary of of what um, the DG and 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 DDG Kumalo are going to present. So maybe let's let's allow DG to come in, and then when minister comes towards the end of the meeting, he can then complete what he wanted to say right now, rather than delay the meeting. Thank you so much, Chair. Thank you, DM DG. No, thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson. May I apologize for to the Deputy Minister? for having not uh, indicated a presence at a time when uh, I was doing that, uh, the system had not, it's two people in fact, who had not been recognized in the, uh, by myself, including Sfuile uh, Watani in the DM's office. So I apologize the deputy minister uh, for having that uh, uh, unfortunate misrepresentation uh, of the full delegation of the department. Um, in that uh, way, uh, can I then indicate your person that we've got the presentation that is prepared in relation to the PSP. Um, the main thing is that uh, we have been able to spend the budget um, that was provided to us. Chair. Honorable Minister, you, you will get, you, you were cut and we decided to give uh, the DG uh, to continue. Uh, Problem, Chair. Yes, did you continue teaching? Well, thanks very much. Uh, we will be presenting then the PSP uh, report, which does not necessarily include the relief uh, phases that uh, were there because the agenda was requesting that we present on the PSP. Uh, and therefore, then you will see the indication of the nine projects that were implemented. Uh, utilizing the agencies of the department and uh, that uh, we had to utilize in order to help dispense uh, these funds, uh, but also implement the projects uh, that were there. So we will then uh, take you through, um, uh, particularly in the area of the number of jobs uh, that were created, uh, that the DDG will then give us a breakdown per each of the institutions that we were able to create those jobs. Uh, within the parameters of the PSP. Uh, we just wanted to just bring to the attention of the portfolio committee that uh, of course there were four 
of these institutions that were able to complete their projects within the timelines uh, that uh, we had agreed to uh, after just one or two extensions, uh, some of them, uh, and that would have been Sarah, Sako, uh, for instance, uh, those projects were then completed. And then there are just uh, uh, the other five um, uh, entities uh, that uh, will be indicating uh, like NLSA, which is National Library of South Africa, the issues of uh, um, uh, SASCOC, and of course, those are some who still have uh, just a few things to finish uh, by end of this month as they finalize their also closeout reports uh, so that we are able to have a complete closure of the PSP. Uh, we will then be moving into what the uh, government has done, uh, the sector uh, uh, created uh, support and assistance in relation to the additional PSP3 uh, that we have been also provided with the funding. Uh, again, emphasizing the importance and the critical role that this uh, sector plays in relation to job creation and retention, as well as economic development and growth. I will therefore then, Chairperson, uh, these details ask that without wasting time, ask that TTG Kumalo, who is championing this project in the department, uh, take the portfolio committee through. Dr. Kumalo, please. Thank you very much. And then after that, uh, you can switch off your face and focus on the text. Thank you. Okay, um, thank you very much, uh, DG, and uh, good morning, uh, Chairperson, uh, members, uh, Minister, and Deputy Minister, and my colleagues. I would, uh, as indicated, uh, be taking um, the committee through our presentation. Um, if it's possible for the person who's assisted me to uh, put it on slideshow, please. Um, is it not possible to go on slideshow? It's fine, I'll continue. Uh, the, the presentation, as uh, Gigi has just indicated, uh, gives a, a full rundown in terms of the projects uh, that were implemented through the phase one um, allocation that we received from National Treasury. And also uh, it then gives uh, the members a sense of where we are with the phase two um, allocation that we further received from uh, Treasury. Uh, this summary slide that is being reflected here uh, is a high level narrative that gives the indication. Maybe Chairperson, what I need to indicate as I start with the presentation, is that um, this report was prepared uh, for the, uh, the, the members of a portfolio committee uh, a week or so ago. And as things move, um, almost every day, uh, there is changes and there would be those, as Dichi was saying, uh, we are reporting there that three projects uh, have been implemented and had been completed out of uh, or four projects have been implemented and completed. But you will see when we take you through the report itself that we are then further giving you an indication uh, of uh, the status in as far as the balance of the project, that is the five projects that we are reflecting there. The summary page also further gives indication of the 37,000 
uh, beneficiaries that have directly benefited uh, from this particular funding. And also gives an indication to the fact that during this particular uh, project implementation process, there were also elements of skills transfer that were incorporated, which then meant that the beneficiaries were not only taking away uh, the stipends that they were getting uh, for uh, their contribution to the work that was being done, but they were also taking away skills. Examples that we are making there are the projects that were implemented, for instance, by SARA and those that were implemented by SACO. We also give indication uh, that in as far as the NAC implemented a project and the NFV implemented project, there were also other opportunities that were created. For instance, uh, the increase in the volume of the CCI content for the consumers uh, in as far as the NAC projects are concerned, but also in as far as NFVF is concerned, uh, we also give indication that these productions that were funded were also streamed in various channels, and most of them play a very significant role in telling the South African stories. In other ways, what we are emphasizing, Chairperson, is that there were other benefits that were actually derived from um, the process of implementation of the Presidential Employment Stimulus Program by the department. We further highlight... Uh, that they were in the process of implementing these uh, sub-challenges that we experienced. For instance, we are citing uh, the fact that uh, there were participants who were dro dropping out uh, during the program, and you'll see in the detail uh, of, 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 of the presentation as we go on with it. Uh, there were also legal matters uh, that we uh, actually uh, were faced with or our agencies were faced with that were implemented, for instance, NAC. There were also beneficiaries that requested a longer time to implement their productions, for instance, in the area of film production, and also a very high number of non-compliant uh, applicants. Next slide, please. Um, next slide, please. I'll just move uh, to person because I'm not sure whether it's my system. Okay, uh, it seems to be delaying a bit. Um, I am not going to necessarily uh, talk to each and every item uh, or line in this particular uh, slide. Uh, but what I just want to emphasize is what is reflected at the bottom there. In total, when you look at what we received from phase one, uh, taking into account the rolled over about uh, under public art, which is indicated uh, in line number four, and also taking into account the allocation in phase two, where we are indicating the specific amounts uh, that went to the, the three recipients, which is District 6, Pansy Museum and Hip Hop Museum. The total amount, phase one and phase two, PESP allocation stood at 678. And all, as of the 16th month of March, uh, Chairperson, um, the total spent, including all cost, uh, related cost, stood at 636 million. I need to indicate, Chairperson, that um, 
Most of the projects, and I will be indicating, as I said, as I move along, most of the projects are, clo are due to close or to be completed as of Thursday, and um, the agencies or the implementing ent entities are preparing a close-out report for the department, which will be tabled in the meeting on Thursday for adoption and finalization. Minister had already indicated in his opening address that the projection that came from National Treasury was that with this budget, we were to create a total of 33,746 jobs, which was a, a target that was exceeded by the department and stood at 37,556 beneficiaries at the time of the compilation of this report. Allow me then, Chairperson, to also highlight which of these projects we were saying in the summary page had been completed. Uh, it's the project, uh, my presentation is gone on my side, uh, Chairperson, but I'll go ahead. Uh, it's the project that was being uh, implemented. Uh, let me just look at my own notes up until the presentation comes back again. It's the project that was being implemented, uh, which we refer to as a banking with art, implemented through the art bank. It's been completed. It's the project that was uh, with regard to the growing of the creative skills in line with the 4IR, which was being implemented by SACO, and it's been completed. It's the project on the audit of heritage assets, uh, which was implemented by SARA. That one has also been completed together with the one on job retention implemented by Sport Trust. On the slide, on the, on the column, on the extreme right-hand side of the presentation chair, uh, we are indicating the status of each one of the others. Chairperson, I don't know whether I should go on uh, because I am on my side, the presentation has gone. As I said, I am not sure whether it's just my system or generally everyone has lost the presentation. Can I, through you, Chair, just check? Chairperson. Chairperson, sorry, I'm not the presentation. Yes, okay. uh, we are behind whoever is lighting this presentation. Thank you very much. Uh, I will then proceed to person. Uh, it's back on the screen. Yes, yes. If, if we go on then, uh, this was a summary page that actually was putting all the uh, projects together, as I was saying. I will now go to uh, pay implementing entity to person and indicate the status of each one. Uh, if you could please move on to the next slide. I'll start with NAC, the National Arts Council. With the NAC, as it is reflected on this particular slide, uh, the total amount of allocation Chepesin was 300 million. And as of the reporting period of the 16th, um, which was how they were consolidating, sorry, of the 10th of March in their case, they were standing at an amount of 292 distributed um, to the beneficiaries. And uh, if you include the admin fee of 15 million, 
the total amount that stands just above uh, 300 million at 307 million. And to explain that at the bottom there, uh, Chairperson, uh, we do give an indication, if I just refer the members to the last line, that the NAC had to reprioritize the funds from other projects that had been delayed and the interest end on the bank accounts and part of the administrative fees end so that they can be able to meet the needs uh, of those that had actually been um, awarded uh, a grant or this PES um, uh, grant. I also need to indicate, uh, Chairperson, in this particular slide, uh, NAC did report uh, to the department that they were paying the recipients um, of this grant in tranches. First tranche, which stood at 70% of the amount, and then you submit your report and you get a second tranche, which is the 30% of the total amount that uh, had been awarded to that particular beneficiary. So out of the total number, of the beneficiaries. There are 65 uh, organizations or beneficiaries. Uh, I'm calling them beneficiaries, but specifically making reference to the projects that had actually been funded, who failed to support their second tranche. And as penalty, they then, uh, uh, NAC did not pay them the second tranche payment. And that figure stands at uh, 65 as reflected in this particular page. <laughs> Moving on to the next slide, we then give a breakdown of the number of jobs that had been created by the NAC. The total number of jobs uh, here reflects as per stream one, and stream one was the job retention uh, interventions job creation interventions were stream two. And as members can actually see, um, the, in terms of the total number uh, of um, the jobs that had been created out of stream one, 2,409 based on the reports that were submitted and 19,118 uh, jobs created based again on the reports that were submitted. Next slide, please. We then move on to the NFVF. The approach here, Chairperson, was uh, to just specifically talk to the amount that was received, how much has been spent, and how many jobs had actually been created. So we use the same approach in as far as NFVF is concerned. And again, um, Chair, we are reflecting the total amount of allocation at 140 million. And as of the reporting period, NFVF had distributed a total amount, including the admin cost of 138.3 million, and had was standing with a balance of 1.6 million. I want to just then talk to the total number of jobs. Uh, if you look at the breakdown in the next slide. The breakdown in the next slide, uh, Chairperson, uh, because this particular slide is showing stream one, stream two, so I'm moving to this particular slide. The total number of jobs that have been confirmed as having been created 
through the receipts of the of of the of of, of the reports stood at 6968 at that time i need to indicate chairperson that i keep saying at that particular reporting period um, when we were compiling this report because as i said the numbers are changing as and when the entity is finalizing its report. For instance, the case in point is that NFVF today was reporting that the total number of jobs that they were sitting at is at 7,003, and that will be in our final report as we finalize this particular report at a closure. If we move on to the next slide, I would want to then highlight a the, the next category, this next category uh, is what we refer to as the art bank, banking with art. That is what we called this project. And it was separated into two programs. The first program was commissioning work from the artist, where artists like visual artists, uh, crafters were submitting their artwork to the National Museum and then having uh, that uh, work, uh, those artworks being paid for uh, over that reporting period. You will note that the chairperson that uh, at the time when recommendations were done, a hundred were recommended, but as and when they were submitting their network, numbers were being reconciled at the bottom there. And you will see that they started off with 84 submitting their artworks, growing on to 88 submitting their artworks to 95 in February and again 95 in February, March 21. This was the commissioning part uh, of, of the project chain. The second part of the project, when we move on to the next slide, is the displacement program. The banking, the art bank had the category of commissioning work from the crafters and uh, the visual artists. And the second part was where they were placing uh, the young people, the youth, uh, in different institutions. If you could please move to the next slide. So that is why the title on top of that slide, Chairperson says, placement program. And you will see that an indication that in doing this, uh, the ArtBank worked very closely with the sector, in particular, VANSA, that represent uh, the sector uh, in this particular uh, cultural domain. And uh, what Treasury had wanted us, uh, in, in as far as their projections are correct, are, are, are concerned, was to create a total number of 56 jobs in as far as this category is concerned. And again, we are reporting uh, on the placement as they happened in each and every month um, with the young people coming in, 49 big placed, 49 big placed in January, 55 in February, and then a dropout of about two, which ultimately ended up with a figure of 53. So what we do, Chairperson, when we consolidate this figure, you will see that in our summary slide, we had indicated that total based on those that had completed the project at 53, which is the last figure, for instance, in this category. Next slide, please. Then I move on to, uh, to, the, to the section on public art. The section on public art, a person, so that I can just summarize and maybe not go in detail through each and every one of the next slide. This one was about the beautification of public spaces. 
This is where a budget was allocated to provincial museums and they will then uh, recruit and hire young artists who will then be involved in this beautification of public spaces project. Uh, it was in this particular case, uh, the different provincial museums, as I indicated, and you can see uh, in this particular slide where we are giving an indication of the number of applications received and those that were then ultimately placed and uh, were then involved in this particular beautification of public spaces. In the beautification of public spaces project, uh, there was a theme. For instance, uh, if you go to the next slide, um, National Museum, who also again participated in the public art uh, project. National Museum went for creation of art murals and graffiti art. And the artists that were involved in this particular uh, project will then be given uh, those basic equipment for them to be able to embark on this project of beautification of public spaces uh, in the identified spaces in Mangawung, for instance, as is being cited in the last but one slide uh, at, the bottom, uh, at, at the bottom of this particular page. And it translated to a creation of jobs uh, where we refer to those artists that were participating as two as interns. Next slide, please. The Iziko Museum, as an example uh, of those that have completed their project, they had placed a total of 17 uh, young people or interns, and they had uh, then identified uh, digitization, uh, collection and digitization as what these young people were then involved uh, in. Again, there is an element of skills transfer that was involved. The last example that we took uh, for the benefit uh, of uh, the members in as far as the issue of public art is concerned, especially those that had completed their project at the time of reporting, is the KZN Museum. The KZN Museum followed the same format as the National Museum. If you could please move on to the next slide. The same format as a National Museum in that the uh, beautification of these public spaces was based in their case in raising awareness of social ills such as gender-based violence through these visual arts expressions in a form of murals, in a form of graffiti. And they then targeted common community spaces such as public buildings, schools, clinics, halls, parks, and entrances to townships, etc. And this translated to a creation of jobs for 30 young people at a cost as reflected in that particular slide. Let's go to the next slide, please. I would like to then move on to another project which was implemented by SACO. This project, Chepesin, benefited a total number of 800 participants. And I need to indicate, Chepesin, that this number is made up of not only artists, but it is also made up of graduates that were part of this program. Initially, we started off with 100 graduates and there was a dropout. I think ultimately we ended with a total of 99 uh, graduates. So they were actually uh, 
in a sense, working with these artists to assist them to set, set up their website, but also SACO had a very structured uh, program, training program, where there was a transfer of skills in business management, branding, marketing your business, etc., very much aligned to the skills that the artist will require in as far as 4IR is concerned. And this project took four months. And as you can see, the total number there, which is 899, and I'm explaining that it included young graduates that were part of this program uh, mentoring the artist. The next project that I am summarizing in the next page is Sarah the one that was implemented through the South African Heritage Resources Agency. If you could please move on to the next slide. This particular uh, project, Chairperson, uh, was about the auditing um, of cultural resources. And this particular project then uh, translated to a record of over 1,155 cultural resources, which are statues, and monuments and employed a total of 265 young graduates uh, over a period of December 2020 up to 30th of April 2021. And it needs to be emphasized here, Chairperson, that these resources that have been collected as a result of this particular project conducted by SARO will form part of the data that is accessible to the public through a working online database of the recorded heritage resources. And members can also be able to view by uh, clicking through to the link that we have protected, uh, provided at the bottom of the slide. Next slide, please. The other project or the next project that was implemented through PESP was implemented uh, through the national language of South Africa, working together with the archives uh, uh, section uh, of, of, of this department, the national archives. This particular project was basically based on digitization, conservation, and metadata description of the documentary heritage collections. And Chairperson it translated to a, a total of 326 young people uh, being recruited and uh, then being employed in this particular project. And I need to also indicate there, as we highlight at the bottom of this page, Chairperson, that this is one of the projects that will be uh, going beyond end of March. And the main reasons uh, of it go going beyond March is because of the equipment that they were acquisitioning from um, uh, overseas, where there were challenges that were experienced uh, with, the, with the acquisition of that particular equipment that is critical for this particular uh, project. And then also they have requested for a rollover uh, of an amount that has not been committed of 4.9 million, which would be used to create further jobs for um, uh, interns, I think about 103 uh, interns, but we can confirm that figure uh, through the HPP section. Uh, this was implemented through the National Language Service, uh, National Language of South Africa. The next project that we are reporting on, Chairperson, was implemented uh, by SASCOG. 
specifically uh, creating uh, jobs. And at the bottom of this page, we are reporting on the first touch in terms of the federations and the confederations, but also reporting on the second touch again in terms of the federations and the confederations that were recipient of this particular funding, translating to a total number of jobs of uh, 1,467. And the allocation to SASCOC uh, stood at 51. It's, it's one of the projects that are being finalized now, Chairperson, and they would be uh, submitting their report on the 31st of March, their closeout report on the 31st of March. The next report is from Sport Trust. Sport Trust um, was allocated the budget allocation of 60 million, and they were also paid in installments. And as you can see reflected on this page, as of the reporting period, the total spent uh, stood at that particular figure of 55.2 million. Their next slide then gives an indication of the number of jobs that were created as a the retention in the sports sector as a result of uh, the total budget that they had received. They are giving us a breakdown, which gives a total of 5,236, but they also have uh, given us information pertaining to the um, racial distribution or classification of the recipient. Chairperson, I need to indicate that all the closeout reports that would be received by the end of this March, uh, by the end of March, would also reflect the same demographics as what is actually highlighted uh, here. And uh, that's a guideline that has been given to all the entities. If I move on to the next slide, uh, th this is pertaining to PESP 2. We have summarized PESP 2 in one slide, Tepesin. As I was saying earlier on, uh, it was a total of 50 million. It went to the South African Hip Hop Museum. 9 million District 6 Museum, 4 million, and then Pansy Museum received two jobs, uh, sorry, 2 million. And um, I did uh, actually highlight uh, the number of jobs that at the time of reporting they had created in total. I need to also indicate, Chairperson, that this particular phase two did not necessarily come with a projected figure from National Treasury, but was based on the proposals that these three museums had actually submitted and were granted the allocation based on. Uh, can I move on to the next slide? We also report, Chairperson, uh, as DG was indicating that we also have further received a budget allocation for the Presidential Employment Stimulus Program uh, Phase 3. And uh, if you go to the next slide, uh, the, the, the financial year that would be starting uh, on Friday, the allocation there is $440 million. And uh, can I apologize, Chairperson, for the typo in as far as the 2023-24 allocation? It's actually 462 million. Uh, apologies for that. I need to then indicate that um, the department has engaged and looked at um, the best way of implementing this particular project, phase three and has had several engagements, both with the presidency, the PMO, that is over uh, playing oversight over PESP, together with National Treasury. And based on those engagements, we have then uh, been able to finalize 
how the uh, this particular project will be implemented, which is uh, covered in the next slide. Next slide, please. The allocation chairperson, uh, the agencies that will be implementing, uh, because it came, the allocation from National Treasury came uh, clearly stipulating that this was an ex this, this was meant for the expansion of the creative industry. That is what was codated in the in the in the letter of uh, in the allocation letter. So the in keeping with that particular stipulation, National Arts Council, National Film and Video Foundation, National Heritage Council, the National Museum, together with the Business Arts South Africa, would be implementing. Just uh, taking lessons learned from the implementation of phase one, Chairperson, we have also made a proposal to National Treasury to also um, create a project manage unit, management unit within the department, very similar to the format and the approach that was used by the presidency in creating what they call the project management office. This in itself, will translate to a creation of jobs, Chairperson, but will allow us as a department to properly monitor, evaluate, and report on the PESP allocation over the next two years as per the allocation. This is subject to approval by National Treasury, and I need to indicate that it is subject to approval at this point in time. Treasury hasn't come back to us on that. If you go on to the next slide, uh, we just give you indication in this particular slide, Chairperson, uh, of uh, the shift that uh, we are actually we have undertaken as a department, and the shift basically is informed by um, the direction that our economic recovery and reconstruction plan is, uh, is, 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 is going, as informed by the latest SACO research report. And you will note that our PESP3 approach basically took into account this. More support for the shift to online business models, uh, which are, are, are taking into account a need to adapt and innovate. Domain-specific support, which is what we took into account in the PESP3 uh, approach, targeting the young and the early career act creatives. And this comes as a, a key criteria from the National Treasury allocation. And then the, what is at the bottom there is with respect to making sure that our interventions translate to longer-term national strategies. Chairperson, I would like to then stop there in as far as this first presentation on PESP, uh, on, PESP uh, on, on where we are with the implementation of the Presidential Employment Stimulus Program is concerned. Thank you very much, Chair. I'll pause here. Thank you. Thank you, DTC. Please take care of your flu. You are so blocked. Um, the next presentation, DG. No, thanks very much, Honorable Chairperson. Um, maybe first, it's just to emphasize on the PSP that, um, as you would note, that uh, the targeted jobs was infected 33 thousand plus and um, we were able to 
achieve almost 4,000 more, 4,200 more at about 37,000 and plus jobs uh, in ensuring that uh, the creatives are ready of benefiting a component. But also, Chairperson, that this uh, particular presentation illustrates the issue of uh, not only living hand to mouth for the creatives, it had to also include a lot of skills development and skills transfer uh, to ensure that at the end of the day, then when those who leave this particular PSP program are equipped with necessary skills, uh, particularly if we look at what was done uh, through SACO, but also with the NLSA, uh, those unemployed uh, people had to be also given opportunity to learn to use skills, particularly when it comes to the new equipment uh, that we required also from abroad. And that uh, while it impacted on the time lag of completing the project, but uh, the department now in the country have got specialized equipment uh, that can now be utilized for the National Library of South Africa. And it's one of the key accrual benefits of this particular PSP program. And now we've been able to implement. But also, Chairperson, just indicate that uh, uh, the issue of uh, non-compliance issues uh, have really indicated the number of strides we still have to make to empower, equip, and really train the creative sector and the sports sector uh, around issues of uh, uh, business planning and business proposal development, the issues around uh, reporting and the issues of compliance. And as you can see there, that um, uh, some of them had uh, challenges of, of, of dealing with that, but we had to ensure we also create then a mechanism of strengthening monitoring uh, to ensure that um, when the monies are dispersed are only for those who comply. So that is why these other organizations who did not comply careful could not also be provided with the additional money that they were supposed to get. But it just indicates the gap in the work that the department is doing uh, to try and bridge the skills gap in the sector that is required also to treat this sector as a business uh, adventure and not just as an ordinary uh, hand-to-mouth entertainment uh, um, exercise uh, that people will go through. Uh, but uh, also then, Chairperson, uh, finally, uh, on this presentation, you'll see that uh, the next step is really to try uh, to align and uh, moving beyond relief uh, for it was relief than PSP. Now we're talking of economic recovery and reconstruction uh, plan, which would be linked to the cultural creative industries master plan, so that the sector is able to create and generate more jobs, but also to contribute to the economic growth of the country. And uh, we are moving away from the concept of relief to therefore then economic recovery and reconstruction. And that means ensuring that the creatives have adequate skills, but are able to then take advantages of the opportunities that are created out there in terms of market access in particular. Now, the next presentation chair then, if I move to that, will be in relation to the issue of the wellness program 
that the department had to embark upon. The Honorable Chairperson, uh, uh, the presentation here will highlight the fact that this is two-in-one approach uh, because firstly, uh, before we implemented this program, there were a lot of challenges and pressures faced by the sector. And, and therefore then this related to their mental health and their economic and uh, survival within the sector. And uh, it was worse and exacerbated by the challenges of, uh, of COVID-19. And therefore then the department had to take initial steps to see what is it that can be done to provide both economic and social, psychosocial support to the creatives. We then, uh, then the department came up with the project which is called Silapa Wellness Project, uh, which aims at two things. One is to ensure that uh, there is awareness about these challenges, whether it is um, mental health issues, and what to do for the practitioners when they are faced with these challenges and where to go. But also in terms of then to uh, providing the actual service uh, that they require. And that is why this presentation talks to what you might call a JV or joint venture project or program aimed at dealing with these two pronged things. And we then had to do this through a tender process and that then uh, was uh, advertised and then um, the suitable uh, tenderer was appointed and then the program was uh, then rolled out. And it has been rolled out um, to create this awareness and uh, through a number of provinces already uh, because we have the embark on the road shows. I would therefore then ask the person that, uh, as you have said, Dr. Kumalo doesn't seem well, but uh, because she deals with the wellness issues, she has to, to survive, to transfer the resilience uh, signals to the colleagues uh, by uh, uh, presenting as she is gonna do now on this Silapa Wellness uh, Program. Can I then ask uh, Honorable Jefferson that she does so uh, now? Thank so, you. I hope you've taken some sip of water, you can proceed. Thank you very much, uh, uh, and uh, good morning once again, Chairperson, members and minister, and DM. Can, can, I, can I request that, uh, that you go back to, please, uh, the previous slide? I just wanted to start here, Chairperson, uh, just to give indication um, and just to emphasize the fact that uh, the Slapper Wellness Program is a, is, a, is a platform, it's creating a platform um, to, co to contribute towards the psychosocial well-being, as, as DG was saying. And it focuses on those particular areas as, as highlighted there. But why I'm bringing this slide back is just to give an indication that uh, the company that actually uh, is running the project or the service provider that is running the project uh, for the department, but working with the department is called Indiglis Advertising and Marketing, uh, which, were, who, who, uh, which were contracted in November 2020 to administer this program. But also to emphasize that uh, for the period of these three years, the department embarked on this particular tender or project as a pilot, because the department had identified the need, um, as DG uh, uh, was actually indicating amongst the artists for this kind of an intervention. 
and it has implemented, uh, it, it, it has now implemented, it, it's, uh, it has gone into its second year of implementation. If we then go to the next slide. In this particular slide, Jefferson, uh, which is uh, titled Terms of Reference for the, program, for the Project, what we are putting here is when, the, when this particular tender was advertised, what is it that the department was looking for? Uh, it was the program itself was anchored against two pillars. The first one is the area of awareness, which addresses uh, creating a sustainable platform that focusing on addressing all those particular areas as has been summarized. Secondly, to promote positive mental health and well-being, and then thirdly, to create an enabling environment for professional cultural create. And this is what was captured in the terms of reference. Uh, you've moved uh, again, please, if you can go back to the slide that says terms of reference for the project. The second pillar um, that the department was actually looking for in as far as this is this project is concerned or program is concerned, uh, is the life skills training that was to be offered by the service provider in the area of lifestyle management, financial management, mental health management, substance abuse, and legal advice. So basically, that is what was captured um, in terms of the terms of reference. But we do have detailed uh, terms of reference, Chairperson. I've just taken uh, the key elements that informed what the program was about, what uh, is indicated here, what were the two pillars that make up this project. So if we move on to the next slide, again contained in the terms of reference, where the outcomes and the outputs that the department was looking for. Firstly, it was the marketing and communication strategies to promote effective utilization of the program. So the potential or tenderers were to give an indication of how they were going to market and communicate the utilization of the project. And that was quite critical for the success of this project. The other elements are face-to-face -face counseling services, referral to appropriate professionals and health services where a need has been identified, education and awareness for promotion of healthy living, access to telephonic, psychological, and psychosocial support 24-7, 365, and we will show later on in the presentation how this has been done, said. The health screening for proactive management, physical awareness, which was uh, which which is provided in each of the awareness uh, provincial activities that are being uh, undertaken. Effective conflict resolution mechanisms, and they were as expected to also submit reports and recommendations on interventions for improvement of health and wellness. Now, it becomes very important that we emphasize, Chairperson, that at the end of this financial year that is starting on the 1st of April, this is the last year of this pilot project. Now, the expectation is that the service provider would submit a report, but over and above that, the department will also be commissioning its, uh, its M&E unit in the department to also conduct an evaluation or an assessment of this report to determine um, the way forward. However, be as it may, as uh, we all have realized, the need for this intervention is very much critical. 
if we go on to the next slide, we just then go, we zoom into the uh, uh, definition of the SILAPA, just having gone of the SILAPA wellness. Just uh, to start off, a tender was released in December 2019 for this program. Um, in the English, advertising and marketing were appointed in June 2020, and they signed an SLA, as I had indicated in the previous slide, uh, uh, in November 2020. In the English, advertising and marketing contracted NBC Health and Wellness Services, as this is their area of speciality, which is what uh, DG was referring to in terms of the joint venture. The agreement with the service provider is that they should administer wellness outreaches in all provinces where they invite creatives and athletes to a maximum of 100 participants. And depending on the health and safety protocols that existed at that particular time to sensitize uh, the artists on the wellness and, and the athletes on the wellness and how to deal with psychological challenges. Next slide, please. On the next slide, Chair, we then give an indication of what has happened to date. Subsequent to the signing of the SLA, as we have reported, which was signed in November 2020, the department led by the minister um, then launched this program. And this launch was done in February 2021. It was in keeping with the conditions at that time, uh, virtual, but they provided a live streaming uh, on social media platforms. We need to also indicate to a person that as part of what has happened, a call center has been established for accessibility for, by artists and athletes. Subsequent to the amalgamation uh, of the sport and the art and culture department, and uh, because this particular program was rolled out and post the, the, the amalgamation process, then the, the, the athletes were also brought on board. It didn't change the terms of reference. It didn't change the deliverables in terms of total numbers that the service provider had to deliver on. But there was a need to accommodate the athletes, given the fact that we are now one department. The department, uh, together with SILAPA, have already been to two, uh, sorry, three outreach uh, events. Uh, Pumalaga, Limpopo, and Free State on the dates that are indicated. I need to also indicate to a person that there were two other planned outreaches in May and June 2021, and these were uh, cancelled due to the heightened COVID-19 restrictions during that particular period. The outreach events, as I said, the uh, minister also uh, addressed the sector, was present and addressed uh, the sector. Uh, they were given a platform to also share their frustrations and receive guidance uh, on how to deal with those frustrations. The service provider, on seeing that there was a need to enhance this program, further appointed ambassadors and brought these ambassadors on board um, who also uh, assisted a lot in terms of making sure that the program reaches uh, as widely as, as possible. If you could please go to the next slide. This next slide then gives indication of who these ambassadors are. They taken from the industry itself, uh, Chairperson. Uh, we tried to actually make it across both uh, the arts and culture or the cultural and creative industry and the sport element of the department. 
And you can see um, just uh, possibly by looking at those names, names that it is well-known uh, artist in the industry, but over and above that, the criteria of intervention was based on the experiences that these uh, artists and athletes had actually experienced, who uh, wherein they are then able to share those experiences with a wider uh, audience um, as, as they were willing to do so. Let's move on to the next slide. We give an indication in the next slide, uh, Chairperson. Um, I'm, I'm trusting that members were able to see this presentation uh, in more detail, even though it might be a bit faint um, on the screens. If you look at the bottom, bottom left, uh, right-hand side, uh, Chairperson, we give an indication of the total reach uh, of this particular program as of the end of February. We're sitting at a total reach of 953. And it does give categories of uh, these uh, outreaches in terms of how exactly and when exactly um, they were actually benefiting through what kind of an intervention. As you can see, uh, the breakdown uh, provided, but also provided per month since the inception of the program after the launch. Next slide, please. This next slide, Chairperson, we have zoomed into the proportion of individuals that were reached through this uh, health and wellness program. And we have quantified it in percentages. Uh, members will note that the highest percentage of 18% goes towards uh, the intervention that was accessed by the, the users. Uh, in as far as the counseling and the advisory services is concerned. And then we also give a further breakdown in terms of the launch and wellness days that were held in the different provinces and also the other social media integration programs that were undertaken, including the financial advisor and the mental health experts that were providing the information as and when. Next slide, please. In this next slide, Chairperson, we then zoom further. You would note that in our report, in the slide where we had a graphical representation of the 953, there is a figure of 168 that we are indicating there. And this figure of 168, which we are now providing a breakdown of, gives an indication of those uh, athletes or, uh, or, or artists that actually came forward and uh, for telephonic counseling and advisory services and in other instances uh, for face-to-face -face counseling and advisory services. Chairperson, you would note that of the total figure of 168 that have used these counseling services, be it on face-to-face -face basis or on, on, on through telephonic um, mode uh, of communication, the higher figure is that one of those that had actually come forward and received face-to-face -face counseling. The total figure at the bottom there, right-hand side, is 168. And it is a breakdown of the first graph that we had shown. Next slide. 
In the next slide, we then give an indication of the budget allocation. The budget allocation over the three years, as I said, we are now going into the third year of this pilot project. And you can uh, we can see uh, how the budget, uh, which was a total of 14.9 uh, for the three years, the breakdown gives the indication. The second year, Chairperson, the, 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 the increase there is as a result of starting with the provincial outreach project, because uh, that is where uh, we intensely started going out to the provinces, albeit uh, the uh, health and safety uh, protocols that we had to observe. Next slide. The plan going forward, a chairperson that we are indicating in this financial year, we will be finalizing uh, on the balance of, of the provinces in terms of the outreaches. And we are giving an indication. We're obviously going to adjust our plan a, a bit there uh, um, uh, uh, to accommodate uh, the schedule uh, of the minister or of the deputy minister, uh, depending who uh, the principal who would actually be leading us. But be as it may, the intention is that by February 2023, we would have completed all the SILAPA outreaches, uh, which is the key uh, outcome or output of this project to make sure that the artists and the athletes are aware of the program get the training that they require that they get over the two days that we go to each province, but over and above that are able to then access this intervention. Chairperson, we thought we would also just emphasize for, uh, for the portfolio committee in the next slide that as of um, the, 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 the last year, 2021, uh, subsequent to the launch, led by the minister, um, that this particular program of SILAPA uh, was incorporated into the integrated uh, GBVF uh, uh, program of the department, which is made up, and I believe we have uh, reported on this to the committee briefly, uh, the Hulekane Silapa and Makawafaz. Why I'm highlighting this chairperson is because it is important for the committee to understand that our approach uh, going forward is that of integrating this program in such a way that we address the social ills um, holistically and, and not in isolation of each other. So the Silapa program going forward as of the middle um, of the year 2021 is part of this integrated program that allows for a cohesive whole in driving the wellness nation. Next slide, please. I think the next slide, Chairperson, I will not then go through them. We're just showing the visuals of these interventions that we are talking about, that we had uh, actually implemented over the years. If you allow uh, me, Chair, I would like to just move uh, quickly towards the end of the presentation. If you could please uh, move uh, along, just uh, move to the next slide, please. There's a, there's a slide that I just want to emphasize. If you can move, please. I'm not sure whether you've moved, my screen hasn't moved. Um, this is when we had inter started to integrate 
the program and it also shows the provincial outreaches that were done. Uh, those are the artists that were participating in the program. Next slide, please. Next slide. Uh, this is again uh, part of the program that uh, had been implemented as part of the integrated program. Uh, the men and women in conversation addressing issues of GPVF because that is incorporated in the interventions for the entire wellness uh, program. Uh, the, the slide I wanted to go to is the next one and then I'll stop at uh, this particular slide, I just wanted to highlight because I had made reference to the fact that part of the marketing and communication that is integral in this particular program is to do with raising awareness, but also making sure that we enable access. And this um, is done in a form of that particular information in that slide. It could be through uh, the, the artist or the athletes going into their website as indicated there, but also a, a more user-friendly um, mode uh, of being able to access the service is through a toll-free number or sending a please call me SMS wellness to that WhatsApp number or sending a, a message to the WhatsApp number as indicated. But they can also use social media platforms to be able to access. Now, this we emphasize a lot, Chairperson, because it becomes very important because at the end of the day, this program can only work if a person, once they have information, they themselves are able to make a decision to access the service to come forward and say, yes, I require the service. And hence the emphasis on the aspect of awareness, the emphasis on the aspect of marketing and communication. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank, thank you, thank you, DDG. DDG. No, honorable chairperson, thanks very much. Thanks very much. The presentation does cover extensively the key areas. Just to emphasize the issue of why integrated program that was seen to be necessary as we look at the needs of the sector was then to look at the fact that GPVF has always been seen as a twin pandemic. Uh, um, uh, to COVID-19, and uh, it was clear that uh, if we do not deal with this in a comprehensive way, we are going to deal with uh, the pro pro projects in an isolated manner, which might not uh, yield the maximum benefits. And then the decision was to have this SILAPA uh, being part and parcel of a comprehensive response to all possible um, psychosocial, emotional, as well as uh, any other economic uh, or training needs uh, that the sector uh, might uh, require to be able to survive, uh, particularly the storms of uh, COVID-19 and GPV. Uh, the next point was that uh, maybe why ambassadors, it was quite clear that uh, people are not willing to come out uh, quite that easily when they are being confronted by strangers in dealing with such kind of uh, issues and it becomes easier for them to relate with those they know 
uh, but also those who might have uh, gone through these uh, difficult periods in their lives and who are saying, I survived, and here I am, you can survive too. Uh, or you can even avoid getting there because you won't fall into the same pitfalls I did. And that is why then both from the athlete side as well as creatives, we have quite influential uh, ambassadors who are part and parcel of this program and are able to assist in creating awareness, but also to just encourage uh, our, our creatives and athletes uh, not to suffer alone in some corner and uh, know that there is assistance here and there. Chairperson, you can indicate that uh, at just the moment, and, just you know, moment when please, people just talk. DG, DG, yeah, Honourable Shang, I don't know why your hand is up. No, I thought we are now asking questions because there was a thank you, but I'll lower my hands here and wait for the question coming. No, I do call hands when uh, the presentation is finished. It must be me who must call hands. Uh, go on, Tiji. <coughs> Go on. I was just indicating I was just indicating the, the issue of the ambassadors and their role. And the, the last point I was making, Chairperson, was in relation to the fact that uh, when we started with this project, it was not something quite simple and easy, and not everybody was embracing it. There were those who were reluctant to come forth, uh, believing that, no, but uh, we are not naturally uh, okay. We are fine. And uh, even when we wanted to go to some of the provinces, it had to take a lot of persuasion uh, to get uh, some of the creatives uh, uh, to participate in this program. Because in the country, there is still a bigger challenge of stigmatization when we talk of mental health. And it's something that we have to destigmatize and people understand that um, there is help always out there. So we had to, we still continue. Uh, with this uh, key marketing uh, messaging, as well as those key um, programs to assure the creatives and athletes that um, this is done in confidence. Uh, you can be able to approach it. It's, it, it will, you will not be exposed on who you spoke to and what were your issues. Just like what government have, we have as employees of government, a wellness program, employee wellness program. So therefore then it makes no difference uh, that the sector we serve must also have the same access. Based on the pilot, we will then determine how do we move forward. But at this stage, um, that is uh, the context under which the Silapa Wellness Program is being rolled out by the department. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you, Tichi. Uh, do minister want to get in or you wait for the questions to you and, uh, and, and DM? I'll wait for the questions, Chair. Okay. Is D DM still here? DM? Yes, yes, Chair. I'm, I'm here, but I'm, 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 I'm okay, Chair. I will allow for the questions and then probably come, if I'm still here, come. Uh, towards the end. Thank you, TM. Uh, now, uh, may I ask honorable members uh, uh, to interact with the, um, their questions. Let me 
start with Honorable Mshongo, Honorable Malomane, Honorable Adams, Honorable eh, Veronica, Honorable Denise, Honorable Sundi. In that order, honorable members, thank you. Thank you to the presenters. Okay. Thank you, Chair. Can I switch off my video, Chair? Yes, Honorable Shongo, I can do so. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, welcome the presentation. And on my opening remarks, I think it's so important for us to have programs like this, especially since we've passed or oh, we're still under COVID-19. I think I want to compare with to DG with this, this stigma. And when you see that our artists are even killing themselves, it shows that we need this program. But nonetheless, I have the following question. What is the reason for us not to have uh, the company to present today? Because they've received the tender that are implementers, unless they're not implementers. Why they're not here? And one thing that I wanted to be critical on this, I think the department stated clearly, Dr. Kumalo, to say they're only going to do monitoring and evaluation at a later stage. I think it's so important for us, any project or any programs that takes place, there must be quarterly evaluation or monthly evaluation because this is a pilot. And I fail to understand what is a pilot. A pilot can be a six-month thing, a year thing, but this since they call it a pilot project, there's no monitoring and evaluation in my view because it's only going to happen later and I'm critical on that. The MLE, it's, it's not there right now. And Chair Apology, I'll be mixing questions because I've been noting other comments while I was preparing myself. On the uh, uh, relief funding, what is the definition of a job? And can we have a terms of reference the detailed terms of reference for ending Elise and their SLA for ending Elise. And I think it is clear that we don't have yet a final report for COVID-19 relief funding. I've got questions regarding NLC. What, what are the legal fees or how much was used to tackle legal matters on the NLC under COVID-19? Going to beautification. I see on your slide, you wrote paid, paid, but was Zulu Natal 500,000 and uh, not paid, it was quiet. Why, why, what was the reason or is it paid or why they were not paid? Because your presentation, it's not clearly defining that. And then there, were, there was a decline, there's a project under beautification, which they've declined 500,000. What was the reason for them to decline that 500,000? It is clear evidence that Isilapa has not saved the artist and the sector. And I think they have experience of advertisement. That one is clear. You see, they are, it's clear. They have experience on it, but they don't have experience on the wellness. That one I want to put it forward. They don't have, ex I went, they don't have an experience on the wellness. Now, it has been engaging the department and the experience that I have that it is primary, this was a boost project to the image of the minister whom the sector belongs to. And 
the project was that the minister will be there showcasing and talk. Chair, who are the directors of the company that received the tender? Can we get full details and their trustees and members and shareholders? And on the slide that I've received, I wanted to find out, I saw you shortlisted two. The first company was Baseco RMC, but the second company, can you explain that slide? What was the reason? Because there are no details, just they were shortlisted. I saw the first company's Baseco or Baseco uh, RMC, and the second one was ending a list. I think it's a level agreement we have to get it from the department and uh, ending lazy and the specification. I think I want to see the specification of the program because it's not clear here what were the specifications. And may the department confirm, I'm now going to our other question. May the department confirm, especially with being lazy, uh, if any directors of any sector or any uh, company or organization that works with the department uh, part of Indingilese. Uh, chair, payment, uh, I'm going to the, the relief funding. I think it is clear that to me, there was a gap, especially on payment of e-cash. I've raised it last week. How can you pay cash? Yes, everybody's vulnerable. Once of all, pensioners are vulnerable. Uh, people who are not working are vulnerable. But right now we have system in place. I think the, the answer last time I received, I was not convinced by the, uh, the sports trust. We can use even our facilities, post office. Now it is, it is totally wrong for, for the sector not to, to respond to uh, issues like uh, post office must be utilized, especially you cannot account and take a picture with money and say you are going to account. I think I question that. And I think moving forward, that, that is not, it's uncalled for. And I wonder what will AG says when he see the picture and say, we're accounting because these guys did not have banking account or banking facilities. It's wrong and it's uncalled for. Chair, did we receive any money from uh, double dipping since uh, the project started on the uh, uh, relief funding? Did we get the money back from that? And Chair, I think in future we must utilize our department then to get companies getting 8%, 15% to, administrate, uh, to administer all this. I think in future going forward, this 8% must be utilized within the department, have our own staff members who will implement and do any administrative issues that is happening with this. Chair, I wonder why, the, why are we still using NAC for the second, why did we use NAC for the second PSP? Because there were issues. I question that. In May, in May, June, July 2021, I'm going to another question, Chair, for Silapa. May, June, July 2021, there was a plan to this campaign awareness, but it was canceled due to eventuality and due to restriction. Where we, where we, in other words, the schedule which was in place, why were, why, there was no alternative intervention for Silapa to put anything in place due to restriction, especially in the highlight of the period in crisis for artists finding themselves in. The outreach project. Honorable Songo, you were allowed to have a second bite. I'm looking at your questions now. 
uh, that uh, others can have bite, you are allowed to have a second bite. Uh, yeah. Not, not, not my my concern, Chair. That these are two presentations, yes. and I think yeah. I must be allowed to talk not less than. I'm, I'm checking my time too because with the department we gave them plus minus one hour thirty minutes, and I'm just talking. It's not even six minutes, Chair. I'm 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 doing that, and I'm doing an oversight work. I think I must not be. Uh, the second bite is follow up and other things. Can I be allowed to ask questions, Chair? I didn't not want to ask. Uh, um, I do have also the time with me, and I'm aware that these are two presentations. I'm not saying you must not do your oversight. Everyone is doing oversight. So I'm saying try to summarize uh, if not, uh, you can take a second. It is not only for the questions, you can raise questions. Thank you, Honorable. Okay, let me do the, the last one. I'll get the, because you say I'm, I'm a summarizer, second, I'll get the second bite. I think I wanted to find out with the, uh, uh, what is it, ambassadors. What criteria was used to select ambassadors? And I think see, uh, the English must tell us what criteria did they use? And what experience, expertise, qualification did they have these ambassadors on TPV and mental drugs abuse and other matters of finances and other things? Because you find out yourself with these ambassadors, do they represent the geographic areas, race, province, language, gender, and sexuality? Shall have the second bite. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Maloman. Anyone who finishes the, the questions must lower his hands or her hand. Honorable Maloman. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Can I switch off my video, please? Yes, Honorable Member. Thank you. Greetings to everyone present, especially the Minister, Deputy Minister, our colleagues and the staff from the department. Uh, Chair, let me welcome the presentation from the department, the two presentation. But my question, let me go straight to the questions because the first question, it will be on the past presentation, which is on slide three. On slide three, it shows that there are number of jobs that were created or retained, which is 6,968. I just want to check what, whether is it possible for them to differentiate how many they were created, how many they were retained. That's the only thing that I wanted so that we can see how many they were retained and how many they were created. And then on the issue of SILAPA program, I really appreciate the department of having such a program when it comes to the issues of wellness because it's very critical. That is why in each and every department nowadays, we can see that the implementation of this thing, because we can see this GPV, which is the priority within the president on the state of the nation address that we need to make sure that 
we address this kind of issues. So this program, I believe it will also assist us in dealing with kind this kind of issue. What I want to ask about is that the program, does the program feed into the national drug master plan? The other thing is that there's, I want to the issue of the ambassadors that are on board to direct and increase the number of artists and athletes. Are these ambassadors compensated or not? And then I've seen that there's the implementation plan for 2022-2023 that was starting now in March at Northwest. I just want to check whether has the implementation program started if there are any challenges, are there any challenges if they are not started? Because I, I also see that in their presentation, they are saying they're waiting for, I think it's the diary of the minister. So can they tell us whether they've started with the implementation of that program? Thank you very much. I really appreciate Thank you, Honorable Malomani. Uh, the next Honorable Member is Honorable Adams. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Am I clear, Chairperson? Yes, yes, we are clear. Thank you very much, Chairperson, for the opportunity. Let me also join my colleagues uh, by greeting the Minister, the Deputy Minister, our department led by um, Mr. Mkize, and uh, also, let me also welcome the detailed press by the department, although there are some questions here and there. Chairperson, my uh, questions is regarding PSP funds. Can the department distinguish between the number of jobs created versus the number of jobs retained? The figures makes it difficult to evaluate the impact of the implementation of the PS, PESP programs. And then, Chairperson, on slide three, what criteria were used in the deciding which museums, museums are assessed in phase two? And also in slide three, can the department give an indication of the length of the job opportunities created through the distribution of the PSP funds? Where short-term employment uh, contracts have been concluded, what assistance has former deployees received since? And Chairperson, in slide 11, can the depi department provide more clarity on the decline project status at the William Humphrey Arts Gallery in the Northern Cape? an African-style museum in Cape Town. Chairperson, slide 20. Northern Cape has the lowest stats allowed, by, uh, followed by Lampuapua. What is the reason for that? What does 39 not allocated means? That was under Sport Trust Summary. And Chairperson, my last question on slide 21. The funds set aside for the Hip Hop Museum average thoroughly 11,500 per item. If 780 interns will be contracted, what will the 
duration mm-hmm. of the contracts be? I thank you, Chairperson. Sorry, uh, tw- uh, slide 24. Is there any formalis- formalized agreement with beneficiaries of the PSP funds? I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Adams. Honorable Veronica. <laughs> Thank you, Chairperson. I'm just going to switch off the video. Okay. Sorry for that. Thank you for the presentation also. And um, my questions are as follow. Um, with regards to the Indigle, I'm not sure precisely how to pronounce it, Indigle, uh, the advertising and yeah, the marketing um, contract that was put forward. Um, can we maybe have uh, what percentage of the contract is sub, uh, contracted to the NDC Health and Wellness Services if we can get a breakup of the fan- funding allocation? I'm also, um, with regards to that tender, um, I see that it was, uh, the tender was in June um, given to this company and they only contracted this wellness uh, NBC uh, five months later in November. And I would like to know why it took so long? Because um, when they put in the original tender, I'm sure they had a, a subcontractor in mind because otherwise how could they get the contract if they don't uh, did not adhere to the criteria that was put forward in the tender? And I'm also just curious how the tender worked and why it was not put out in the subsectors um, as put out in the original tender. Um, because I'm sure like um, this advertising marketing um, um, entity, they also benefit from this subcontracting. So, um, and then um, that lead, that time frame that they took to uh, appoint a subcontractor it, um, is now the end of March, and only three wellness outreaches um, um, in all the province as well. Then, um, under the outcomes and outputs, um, the face to face counseling service, um, I was just wondering if we can get a list of the counselors that were used. Were, the, were, were these people accredited? Um, and how many of the people made use of this? Um, then also with referral to the appropriate professionals and health services. Did the people that applied for this, did they receive financial support? Because in what way was the support given? Um, if they came for assistance and they needed a professional help, was the provision made for that? I'm just curious to know how far that um, assistance stretched. And then under the social media integration, um, can we have, um, what has um, been the impact of the various social media integration interventions? And uh, maybe if we can just get how many beneficiaries um, when to get advice or counseling, for example. With regards to, to the PSP, um, I also had uh, uh, questions with regards to the job opportunities that were created. Um, and I would also like to know the applicants and jobs created under the NFVF. That 6,968, are they part of the jobs uh, mentioned um, under the jobs uh, opportunities of NAC, the 19,118? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's important that we know how many jobs were lost due to the pandemic and regulations um, and how many of these jobs are actually 
um, jobs, new jobs that were cre created, or was it jobs that um, were only kept sustainable during this um, this period of COVID? Then um, slide nineteen. Okay, that was asked. Um, the sport trust was asked. Um, let me just check. Um, I'm not sure um, if this question was asked on District 6. Um, has it been um, considered for inclusion on the list for the South African Liberation Heritage Route? Um, because this could assist the organization to remain independent um, while using its status for the leverage of funds from other sources than the state. And then also, if the department can maybe elaborate on the retention of the five million for the establishment of a project management unit, will um, if they can give us more information on that, it would be appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable uh, Fantek, uh, Honourable Dennis. Thank you, Chairperson, um, and greetings to the Ministry, the Department, and the colleagues, the administration. Um, Jefferson, I'll switch my uh, camera off. I just would like to ask the question on, on the minister's introduction. Uh, the minister indicated there was a 700 million spent um, thus far. I just wanted clarity if that money was COVID-19 related only, or as it include the, the, the PESP um, uh, budget as well, the, the amount. I just wanted clarity on that. And then I want to acknowledge the, the comment by the minister and the DG and the and Dr. Kumalo uh, on the on the uh, job beneficiaries that that the total that were exceeded. I need to to comment to the, the department on that and the in the um, the stakeholders. Um, Chairperson, I wanted to know from from Dr. Kumalo. Um, uh, uh, reference was made to six legal. Um, uh, cases under the uh, NAC, there was a line that says legal slash no formal litigation and other. So I would like to know how many cases were received as legal challenges uh, apart from the six uh, legal um, that that is still there. Um, under the um, National uh, 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 Film and Video Foundation, I would like to know. I, I note the um, that the totals uh, increased, shifted um, as 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 it was updated. But I want to know if if the 140 million was allocated, 138 million was paid. So I would like to know if there's an update on how much um, money was spent then on the updated amount as well, um, apart from the 138 million. Uh, the DG made reference to uh, in his presentation about about the under the uh, NFVF about how ten cases in Northwest and Western Cape they did not make use, in my opinion, of all all the opportunities um, in slide six with reference to their opportunities. I would like to know why if they have reported why why they are not able to to to, to make use of that opportunities, and then in slide nine. With the public arts uh, project, it was declined. William uh, Humphreys and Afrikaans Tower Museum. So it was one million and five hundred thousand, uh, respectively. I would like to know if that where that money was shifted to, or re redirected to. And then, um, uh, chairperson on the in 
in your list A, in national language of South Africa, I would like to know, um, um, I think the doctor said that there's a rollover of 4.9 million and it's about 103 interns. So I would like to know if there's any other projects that will be included in, in that 4.9 million or is it only the interns? And then you obviously need, um, need a breakdown. And then I would like to just make a comment that um, we appreciate the inclusion of so many young artists uh, in, in all the projects that it was raised. And then the last point, Chairperson, the Silafa Wellness Program. I've heard the, the, the comments about the DG and, 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 and Dr. Santia about the, the stigma and all the other reasons. Um, because I noted there's only a few provinces that make use, use of, of that or where it was rolled out. So my question is, why can't it not be rolled out to more provinces? Otherwise, why can't the project not continue? Because I picked up from, from Dr. Kumalo that it appears they want to close this project, bring it to an end. So I'd like to know um, if any further assistance to the artists and athletes can be provided over a longer period. And, and if not, if there's money left, what will then happen with that money? Um, thank you, Chairperson. That's for now. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Dennis. Uh, Honorable Zon, the others must lower their hands. Honorable Veronica. Honorable, uh, uh, Honorable Veronica, Honorable Joseph, lower your hands. Honorable Zondi, these two honorable members, yes. Honorable Veronica, yes, thank you. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Honorable Zondi. <laughs> yes, Chair, um, welcome to the report. I want to, jo to join my colleagues uh, with the Two presentations welcome them, especially the the the, the Indian Liz one. Chair. I think it it was uh, uh, I overjoyed when I see it on the agenda because uh, issues were raised about it in the absence of the minister. But what I was uh, 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 most interesting uh, was that uh, the minister is here and he. The, the 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 program uh, was presented to us in the presence of the minister, um, and I want to say chair on the on the on the issue uh, of the letter. I just want to start there. The letter of the minister that was that we discussed in the last meeting where the minister was outlining his line of, of, of communication. I said, and I want to repeat today, we, we don't want the minister to come to the meeting uh, to answer questions. Because my understanding is that the minister, if we, if we are, playing the role of, of oversight from the department, not from the minister's individual. And the minister has never attended the meeting of the portfolio committee alone. He always come with the department, but even if both of them uh, are not in the meeting, the department is always here with us. So to play oversight, or to make the to hold the department accountable, we get that opportunity. 
But today, and even um, it is, I'm even glad because the minister is here, not only to answer questions, but to address us, to discuss issues with us, and also to answer any questions that we may raise as members of this portfolio committee. I want to thank uh, the minister for that, uh, Chair. And, 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 and said we are going to pay the oversight on the department with or without the minister because the department is always here with us. I think uh, on the PEPS uh, 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 report, I don't have a, 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 a question. I think I'm covered by Honorable Malumani uh, on some because I had a question on the timeline when 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 Dr. Kuman outlined uh, the timeline, the challenges, um, and also the output or the impact of the program. But I'll wait for the close closeout report uh, to deal with some of the issues. But Chair, I think um, the report the 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 the, the progress stage uh, so far is commendable, Chair, and we thank the department for that. So I have two questions on the Indian Liz one. Yes, Honorable Veronica, I was with Indian Liz. When the world, the Yasega Salamova, Yasega, and Sagas Mutumega was busy. Uh, I've seen the, the programs of the minister in the department of the, the outreaches. Uh, I'm glad the minister and the department did not um, decide to, to, to start with the bigger uh, provinces. If I'm saying bigger, the Gauteng, the, 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 the Kezaten, and uh, Eastern Cape, they are densely populated. Uh, they started with the other provinces that are not uh, densely populated, because all, all the time, we uh, have two intensive uh, but uh, they started with the other provinces and not with the Gauteng, not with Kazakhstan, and not with the Eastern Cape. Uh, but they are going there uh, according to the program that were outlined by the PTG. But uh, uh, my question will be do they have the monitoring tool after the uh, affected creatives have been identified on the program of the wellness. Uh, after the affected creatives have been identified and assisted, uh, are they monitor whether they are coping after uh, they've uh, assisted them? Uh, just that monitoring tool. I, I uh, honorable touch, uh, touch it. I just want to know whether they, how I, how are they going back to them? Uh, looking at the whether they are coping with the challenges um, before uh, the program uh, uh, touched them. 
The last one, Chair, is the issue of the uh, the, 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 the pilot uh, uh, program of the program. Uh, the the DG, the DG outlined the, the the he said this is the pilot program. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem of of the of the of the 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 time uh, on the pilot because it depends uh, what 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 is your intention of the program. Uh, the pilot can be a day, can be weeks, can be months, and can be months. It can be years, depending on what you want to achieve at the end of the of the of the of that program. So my question is, what what is the department intends to um, uh, enroll the the, the 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 program after it was pilot, pilot piloted after twenty twenty three, the 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 time for pilot. Uh, will end in 2023. What is their intention? Their, their intention is to have this program permanently, or they will have the program uh, maybe for five years, or it will be just there as long as the equipment is still existing in, 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 in South Africa. How long are you planning to have this program? Because it's a very good program. Thank you, Chair. Can I give it to the department? Lower your hand, Honorable Zond. Now is the time, Minister, Deputy Minister, DG. No thanks, Honorable Chair. Um, uh, as guided, by a minister and the DM as usual uh, on the us responding first and then uh, they will come and after we have provided specific responses uh, in relation to the questions. Can I uh, first and foremost ask DDG Kumalo uh, just to respond to those um, as well as the other DDGs who are here uh, will just assist us in that. And, area. Uh, I will then come in. Uh, can I start with DJ Kumalo? Thank you. Thank you, uh, DG. And thank you very much to the members for the questions. Um, it's quite a number of questions. So let me try and go through them. And hopefully, I would uh, not be skipping some of the questions that we asked. Uh, DG, I'm sure you will assist me as well. Um, there was a question on uh, why the company is not here, Chairperson. Um, Our understanding is that a committee wanted to uh, the department to come and present uh, on the tender that was awarded. And that was uh, our approach. We can be guided by the committee if there is a further uh, requirement, but we responded um, as uh, we had received uh, what was required. Maybe uh, the next question, Chair, let, let me just clarify the issue of M&E. Maybe I didn't come across uh, quite clearly. <clears throat> the, 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 the ending lazy um, as the service provider reports to the project manager uh, who is an acting director in the department. 
So there is a project manager that works directly with Indinglisi, uh, not just on monthly, not just on quarterly, but on daily basis in terms of project management. Um, they would submit reports on monthly basis, submit reports on quarterly basis, and as and when um, there is that uh, requirement for the report. What I was referring to in terms of MNE, I was saying our, our, our resolution around the way forward of this program was that uh, halfway through this new financial year, we will then commission, there is a unit of research within MNE who we would commission to then do a full assessment and evaluation of the report apart from what the service provider has been submitting and what they would submit as their closeout report, which will come with recommendation as the terms of reference have said. But um, I'm just clarifying Chairperson, the issue of monitoring of this project that indeed it is happening at the level of a project manager at an acting director level, and also the fact that what I was talking about that will come later on during this last year of implementation of the pilot is um, around what you would normally find in organizations when there is a pilot project where you will then have a full assessment and evaluation to then also inform your, your way forward. Um, the areas of weakness, the areas um, of, of strength, etc. Et uh, there was a question on how do we define a job? What is the definition of a job? I, I would say um, from where I'm sitting, uh, Chairperson, a, a job is, um, as maybe Google would say, or any other source that you might use, it's any paid uh, position or paid responsibility um, that um, in, in certain instances will translate to a regular employment, but in certain instances, it could be co a casual or occasional work. Obviously, I'm not taking the, dis uh, the, the definition um, from within uh, the PESP um, guidelines, but I'm taking the definition of a job as you would generally uh, describe a job. Now, okay, I'm going to come back to this issue because there was a, later on another question that is related uh, to this, which, which I'll come back to uh, Jefferson. Uh, the, the, the terms of reference for Indian Lizzie and their SLA, um, indeed, uh, Jefferson, we, we will make it available. I've taken note uh, of that request uh, to forward uh, to the committee the terms of reference um, for, for the service provider of the SILAPA wellness program and also the SLA that was signed with them. I do believe uh, it's, it's documents that uh, we are in the position to share with, with the committee. There was a question, Chairperson, uh, on the legal fees uh, for, for NAC. I think members, uh, perhaps in re responding to that question, I, I would just uh, like uh, to give an indication uh, that you recall that there was a well-publicized legal uh, or court matter um, on NAF, the National Arts Festival. Um, and, and that one, in terms of the court ruling, was at 4.5 million. But if members recall, because I do believe NAC did make a presentation on this one, 
um, they at that time NAC had already paid them their first chance because what they were challenging was the use of the new guiding figure versus the old guiding figure that they wanted a, an award to be based on. So that that is what uh, NAF's um, uh, ruling uh, in terms of the amount. However, I also wanted to respond to the question, but uh, and, and there was also another question from another member that also wanted to know us to furnish a bit more detail around the legal matters. At this point in time, there are basically about three uh, uh, organizations that NAS uh, is dealing with. Um, they, they, those particular organizations uh, have got specific amounts uh, of claims against them. And the total uh, claim, uh, if you combine uh, those figures, uh, stands at around 260,000. Uh, for the three organizations. But I need to uh, indicate that uh, there are engagements and discussions that are actually happening um, between these organizations and NAC uh, with regard uh, to possible settlement or finalization of these matters. So at this point in time, the only matter that went up to the level of a court ruling coming out is NAF uh, to the amount that I've just cited. On the beautification of spaces, um, um, what I had indicated at a person in the presentation is that there was quite a number of museums that uh, were implementing this project from across the country. However, why I then zoomed into the three, which is the National Museum, EZCO, and KZN Museum, was because those particular uh, museums had finalized their project within that one program. They had finalized their project. So I was giving the members more detailed information pertaining uh, to those. But as to why Houteng uh, was not paid, I think it is indicated uh, in our report that um, the status as of, as of now of Houteng is that they had the province had identified the implementing agent, which was a Gauteng Tourism Authority. But after consistent follow-up on this particular matter, the department could not transfer or finalize the transfer because they were to date outstanding compliance document um, from that implementing agent. Uh, in their case, they, they had identified that particular entity, which is Gauteng Tourism Authority. This one, I also want to tie up with a response uh, to another member who also asked uh, for the reasons for the decline. I think two members asked questions uh, pertaining to why these other uh, museums declined. There were specifically two museums that declined. It's William Humphreys Art Gallery in the Northern Cape and the African Style Museum in the Western Cape. Now, the approach here to person was that we would engage with the provincial departments for them to identify the like function 
or common functioning entity that would be in a position to implement this kind of a project, uh, which included visual arts, uh, use of, uh, of designs and art murals, as we were saying earlier on. And the majority of them identified museums. And those museums agreed um, that they would actually um, uh, take uh, the project on. However, when it came to the finalization and the signing off of the required documentation, these two museums then indicated that they actually wanted to withdraw from the program because they were looking at other responsibilities and they felt that they would not be able to uh, fully implement this project if they take take it on in addition to any other responsibilities that they had. There's a question uh, that came through on the Silapa experience uh, on advertising. Yes, uh, indeed, as honorable member was saying, uh, they did not have any experience. Hence, um, as it is uh, allowed in this kind of tender processes, um, the joint venture and the contracting uh, the option that they, they, they opted for of contracting of the NBC um, uh, NBC uh, a, a company that we are making a reference to, which has got a competency in the area of, uh, of counseling services in particular. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe you might want to just expand a bit on that one, uh, DG, but I would want to also uh, uh, indicate that there is a request for us to finish uh, the directors of the company, trustees, members, and shareholders, which um, we would obviously then go back uh, to the department and uh, be able to provide the information that we would have with respect to that request. <coughs> I am not sure um, about the two shortlisted companies. Uh, maybe you can assist me on that one. There's a question on two shortlisted companies. I went back to my slide to check uh, this. Um, there is no way in the slides that I presented where we make reference to two companies having been shortlisted. So I'm not sure whether, <coughs> sorry, it's a response uh, that is uh, coming from somewhere else. <coughs> hmm. Pardon me, sorry. <coughs> See. Sorry. My apologies, Chepesi. <clears throat> we would also, together with the TORs, the SLA, <clears throat> and the details pertaining to the company, uh, also provide the, the details specification, which would be, which would be contained within the TORs, Chepesi. <clears throat> Um, any directors that work with the department, um, uh, maybe Titi, you can assist with that one, but from where I'm sitting, I am not aware of any such, but uh, maybe Titi, you can assist me. <coughs> My colleague um, Sumaya will address the question on the payment of cash for trust. <coughs> on the issue of, uh, I think there was a question on double dipping. And the issue of double dipping, I'm, I'm sure, um, Honorable member is making reference to the relief fund, not the PESP, uh, because there has not been any such finding in as far as PESP is concerned. 
But in as far as the relief fund is concerned, yes, indeed, um, there was um, double dipping that was identified. And we did uh, submit the action plan in terms of how we were then dealing with the matter, including the fact that the respective entities that were implementing this past, uh, the, the relief fund on our be behalf did actually pursue uh, the matter with those particular beneficiaries uh, that had uh, received a double payment. But double dipping was more to do with um, the recipients of the relief fund getting a funding, a relief fund from the department, but also getting a relief funding from other entities. Uh, that is what uh, actually was uh, with respect to the finding from the AG. We have um, actually, um, as I said, a detailed action plan that talks to this particular issue. I don't know, DG, um, if I'm allowed, can I then provide this particular detail um, perhaps later on because it talks to the relief fund um, issue, not necessarily the PESP um, issue. <clears throat> Um, I agree with honorable member about utilizing um, the department to project manage, but perhaps I just need to clarify when we, we said uh, we, in future, we would want to have a, a fully fleshed project management unit to play an oversight uh, over the past. Um, we were not looking at appointing a company. But we were looking, as I said earlier on, at, at using exactly the same approach that was used by the PMO of actually recruiting um, the as project managers and the administrators with the expertise to be able to run this particular uh, PESP project and make sure there's proper oversight that is being paid. And, and this is because uh, within the department, we don't really have any capacity and we had to use the existing capacity and pull away some of the officials from their standing responsibilities to do this as an additional responsibility. Now, going forward, we wanted to be very conscious and very proactive in terms of how this is project managed. Hence, I was saying this also translates to creation of jobs. The reason um, of using NAC for the second uh, pass, uh, honorable member, um, is basically informed by the fact that this particular uh, extension, the phase, uh, the, the 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 new the new allocation on PESP, is uh, is is actually structured in such a way that, in terms of the letter that we received, is structured in such a way that it says it is an expansion. It is meant to achieve an expansion of the creative industry. Now, the department has got three development agencies. And these development agencies are the ones that we have mentioned, NAC, NFVF, and NHC. And um, in terms of uh, what had happened in NAC, members would recall that on receipt of the report, it was very clear in terms of why the problems that happened did happen. 
So, um, and we have had an assurance from NAC that they have got, uh, they've put in place the systems to ensure that they deal with the disbursements of these grants appropriately. And you can actually see it in the way that they are handling the PES uh, as we are reporting uh, on the 292 that was disbursed uh, uh, as, as it were. The, the cancellation of the May and June uh, 2021 uh, SILAPA outreaches, um, Honorable Member, was as a result of those protocols. If we go back and we check, uh, we'll see, I think it was level three or, uh, or thereabout at that particular time. However, um, as, as the honorable member correctly say, there were alternative interventions that were put in place. And one of them is what we have mentioned with regard to bringing on board ambassadors to make sure that the word and the messaging and the word awareness continues because that is what the outreach programs are, are about. So the reach was actually extended through making sure that we, we bring on board the artists that speak the same language as the artists that we are servicing and the athletes that we are servicing. But over and above that, part of the criteria, which I did mention uh, in my presentation, was the identification of those artists that have openly uh, come out and, in, and, and publicly declared that they had experienced uh, the, the kind of problems where they are openly willing to utilize their experiences uh, for the other artists to learn from. So basically, we were utilizing those artists and athletes that actually are very well known within the industry, but also those that have experiences. But in addition, we're willing to come forward and be part of the program and share their experiences. And in that way, uh, preventing the others from falling into the same potholes. Um, this, in other words, I'm addressing the, the, the issue of ambassadors. Also, I maybe need to just clarify, um, Chepesin, uh, that the, 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 the ambassadors are not trainers. When we go to the outreach projects, um, programs in the provinces, there are trainers that actually come along and uh, they are actually professional trainers in the spaces uh, that we highlighted, be it in the area legal, uh, in the area of finance and in the area of the, the, the health and wellness issues. The ambassadors have been brought on board, as I said, uh, to ensure that uh, we've got people that actually assist in terms of saying it can happen. Look at me, it happened to me. And um, if you come forward and use the services, uh, you will be able to uh, overcome the challenge that you have. There is an honorable member who asked uh, that we separate between uh, the jobs created and the jobs retained. Um, Chairperson, uh, I'm sure my colleague Sumaya will talk to uh, Sport Trust, but allow me to just uh, respond to the question with regard to NAC and NFVF. With regard to NAC, we are reporting on a total figure of 21.257 in that particular slide that Honorable Member made reference to. Out of those, 2,409 are job retention and 19,118 are job creation. So the bulk was a job uh, creation. 
And with NFVF, uh, remember I said NFVF had four streams. And out of those four streams, it was only stream number four that had to do with the job retention. And, and incidentally, that is where they got the lowest number of applications, uh, which stood, uh, and, and those that were awarded were, as a result, standing at a total figure at the time of reporting. As I say, as I say, these numbers keep going up. But at the time of the reporting, they, they stood at 865 retention and 6103 uh, job creation in the area of NFVF. My colleague will talk to uh, the area of sport. It was only those two entities in the side of the creative industry that had both the element of job creation and job retention because they were doing an open call process. The other seven uh, that we are reporting at excluding the sport or the other six with direct employment and rec recruitment and direct employment as I said earlier on. So it was only job creation there. Uh, yes, the ambassadors are paid. Uh, there's a question on whether ambassadors are paid. Yes, the ambassadors for Silapa are paid by the service provider as and when their services are actually utilized. They would reach an agreement with the ambassadors in terms of uh, be it presence in a particular event over and above the outreach programs, or it would be uh, to do with any other kind of awareness that the ambassador would be. But they are very much willing, I must say, um, these ambassadors that have actually um, come forward to join this program to actually even voluntarily. She covers this aspect quite succinctly, even in other uh, opportunities as a media uh, person that she actually gets. And the same thing applies to others as well. Maybe um, just to respond to the next question, um, uh, let me just clarify what I was saying about the implementation. Maybe it might not have come out clearly. There are two members that have asked about uh, the implementation of the program for SILAPA for this new financial year. Maybe let me just clarify uh, if, if at all uh, I, I, I did not explain it correctly uh, or clearly. The program has actually been drawn up and uh, we had communicated this program, but minister was very clear to actually say um, he doesn't want this program prolonged in such a way that it goes to the next year, next year as in the year 2023. He would want to see this program actually being finalized within this 2020 year. By program, I mean the outreaches, not the entire, the counseling, et cetera. Obviously, we'd continue up to the end of the financial year. But the outreaches, because the minister was emphasizing the value of the program resides with the awareness. So that is where the outreaches actually are, are geared towards. So the finalization of the program, uh, we are finalizing with ministry, uh, but it is informed by the directive that has come from uh, clearly from the minister to say he doesn't want this prolonged. So we will fi finish 
all the provinces within 2022 before January 2023, once we have actually thrown up and finalized our schedule. That is what the hold up was. However, um, it, it's not, it might have come out uh, incorrectly that we might have said we're waiting for minister, not necessarily. It's uh, because uh, of uh, that uh, very clear directive to say, um, the objective is to make everyone aware. So the outreaches have to happen and the sooner the better. Um, the, the, the issue of, um, I'm just trying now uh, to see because I was trying to just capture the questions very, very quickly. The, 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 the length of the employment differs. Uh, you will note that that is in terms of PESP. You will note that there are some projects that will take two months. For instance, the beautification of, pub, of public spaces. It's a case of identification uh, of a space, a clinic or something. And then those artists will then be given a theme under which they will be painting uh, those murals and they will go there within two months, they are done. So there are those that will take two months. There are those that took about four months depending on the nature of the project. There are those that took a longer period. If you look at our report, for instance, and I'm sure my colleague Ndima will also further emphasize around the SARA, where they were auditing. A SARCO, for instance, was a four-month long project. I did indicate that SARA went from December right up to April, uh, which is roughly what, about five months. So it differed in terms of the nature of the project that was actually being embarked on. Digitization uh, of projects took longer uh, and, 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 and um, so it goes. In terms of what are the former deployees uh, in terms of opportunities, you know, when, when uh, Honorable Member asked this question, it reminded me of um, some of the testimonials that we've actually received um, from um, the beneficiaries, which really gives an indication that um, the opportunity that they had uh, through the participation in this employment opportunity has translated, obviously not in all of them, but in some of them, into permanent employment as their portfolios and their profiles were being enhanced. And then they were actually, um, their chances of getting employment were enhanced. We are obviously looking at this continuation of the project as we go into phase three uh, of PESP3. I trust that I've explained with the slide uh, 11, the lowest number in Northern Cape, I think you're talking to not uh, to Spot Trust and my colleague will speak to that. Um, I wanted to just speak to the issue related uh, to, oh, I think I responded, or maybe Didi Chindima would want to speak a bit more on the hip hop uh, museum, but I wanted to speak to the question that was saying, how were these uh, museums, what was the criteria? for the three museums. Um, National Treasury actually used a slightly different approach from the approach that was used in PESP 1. In PESP 2, they gave us the opportunity to also allow other entities to send through their applications. Now, through a process of a, 
stakeholder um, engagement, um, those were actually uh, 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 made aware that they could forward. There was quite a number of them that actually were submitted. But unfortunately, it's only these three that ultimately got the PES uh, 2 uh, allocation uh, uh, as, as we are reporting on those. Uh, in terms of whether we've got formalized agreements with the recipients of the PESP2 fund, yes, indeed, um, uh, honorable member, we do, uh, and they differ. There are agreements that are signed by those that are actually uh, awarded the PESP funding through uh, uh, proposals that they have submitted, but also those that are employed directly, as I was saying, recruitment would happen in some of the projects that we were citing in our presentation. And they would then sign a, a, a employment contracts upon assumption of duty. Um, DG, I don't know, I'm trying to go through the list here. Um, I don't know whether you want to come in. Uh, there, there were questions also that were um, talking to the issue of uh, us having awarded the tender in June and then contracting NBC in November. I think we need to clarify that because our contract is with Indinglizi, not with NBC. Um, so um, the award went to Indinglizi and also the contract that was then subsequently signed was also with Indinglizi, not with NBC. We can. We will get the information, um, as I think, uh, as has been requested also by the first uh, honourable member, with regard to the details pertaining uh, to the NPC and the breakdown, as requested by uh, the honourable member. Um, I had reported in my presentation uh, on the face-to-face counselling, and I had cited the actual figures with regard to uh, how many had actually received face-to-face -face, uh, counselling. I'm noting, noting that the Honourable Member is asking a question pertaining to that, but maybe just to recap, I indicated that out of the total number of 900 plus that had actually been reached by this programme, a total of 168 had actually come forward uh, through one way or the other for the counseling services. And out of this, though, that 168, uh, 57 uh, opted for telephone counseling and 111 opted for face-to-face -face counseling. I need to indicate at this stage also, Chairperson, that each of um, the clients that have come forward asking for a, this kind of a counseling service would initially be given uh, six counseling uh, sessions. And then based on the assessment that will be done by the counselors uh, who are qualified counselors, then if there is a further intervention, it will be in, uh, determined as the six uh, counseling sessions are finalized. So that is how the program actually works. 
the impact of the social media integration, I do believe it's also covered uh, in the same uh, slide that I had actually uh, indicated. And if, if member uh, would look at the slide that has got the to total figure of 953, we have actually given a breakdown in terms of the, uh, uh, the, the utilization of the services of the financial advisor and the utilization of the services of the legal expert and um, other experts. And I need maybe to respond to, because there was a question that was talking, I am not sure where I wrote it, but I remember there was a question that was talking about um, what kind of expertise these have. Um, the, the ones that offer this kind of uh, services that we are talking about, even during our, our outreach programs, are experts in that area. When we say financial um, counseling and financial management, we are not providing any funding through the SILAPA program, but we are providing assistance uh, to those athletes and creatives that would come forward to say, I am struggling with being able to manage my finances. Can you assist? And that is where the financial expert would come in. Same thing applies to the legal expert, which are mostly uh, utilized during the outreaches. The NFV figure that we were reporting on of 6,968 uh, 6, um, is not um, included in the NAC figure. Those are separate figures, um, honorable member. There's a figure of uh, 21,257 as reported by NAC and a different figure of 6,968. So it's not included. Um, DJ, I am hoping that I have covered the questions. Um, if there is any other that I might have skipped, uh, please uh, do remind me. Thank you very much. No, it's fine. It's fine, DJ. We we can assist uh, with the responses. You've been on the platform for long. Uh, let me just uh, um, I will I will cover the other areas. Let me just take uh, DJ can. On that uh, question, I think it's two questions uh, on the issue of the monies uh, paid to the caddies of golf. Um, and so we will just deal with that. And then if Mr. Ndema has got any question uh, that he wants to take, uh, and then let me just cover these other areas. And did you can? Thank you very much, DG. Um, good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, Minister, Deputy Minister. Uh, DG uh, colleagues, uh, members, chairperson, um, thank you. Uh, with regard to the PSP uh, chairperson, it must be noted that the department used agencies to manage the process of the PSP. And this was a treasury directive and the management fee was capped at 10% uh, because of the fact that there were now new responsibilities and we needed also for a quicker turnaround time than we would be able to do ourselves as a department. Um, so um, that is why in the, in the case of sport, we used SASCOC, the South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee, as well as the Sports Trust. Now, with regard to the payment of cash, uh, Chairperson, if we look at the Sports Trust, they were assigned to work on job retentions. Now, 
in the in the sports sector the most vulnerable uh, people who had lost uh, who had no jobs during the time was the caddies the golf caddies now because golf caddies only work when golf is being played and during the whole time of lockdown the golf courses were all closed so this was an effort now to actually give them some funding give, give them money they would have lost because of the fact that there was covid so they are casual workers we worked with golf rsa and the clubs and generally historically the caddies would get paid cash because they would show up to work uh, at the time when golf is being played and they would get paid after each uh, each time they deliver services and they would be pay, paid okay. cash most of them don't have the uh, bank accounts so there was a system to pay them cash they was pr- they signed off proof of receipt of the money they they had their id documents were on record as well mm-hmm. and there was a photo taken with the id to match so that was a system in place uh, to manage and to control and to make sure that payment went to the correct people then with regard to the job creations chairperson uh, uh, as i indicated the sports trust was in charge of job retention and if you look at the numbers there were 5236 jobs that were retained and the cost of each job was 3500 now i've indicated that the golf caddies were the biggest beneficiaries in terms of the job retention so there were about 3500 3553 caddies that were employed and they got paid 2150 rands now you could see this is lesser than the 3500 rand that was allocated to the job retention uh, work stream and the reason for paying them lesser was that gov south africa and the clubs decided that they were not going to go through a screening process and identify the numbers uh, a smaller number so they decided that everybody who was who had applied would benefit so they had to then reduce they would rather reduce the funding from 3500 to 2150 so that more of the caddies can benefit so it wouldn't be a case where some would get money and others will get nothing at all so that was the uh, the agreement with golf with regard to job creation we there was uh, the sports confederations and the sports federations were applicants and they employed inspectors and compliance officers because in the covid environment you needed to have a system in place to to put measures in place so there were inspectors there were compliance officers to make sure that they deal with all the compliance covid in terms of their own plans that they submitted to say what measures they were going to play as they returned to uh, sporting activities and then there were inspectors who would go around to check that that they were actually doing the monitoring so the inspectors received 7500 a month and the compliance officers received 7000 rands uh, a month and there was 1467 jobs that were created with regard to the sports trust unallocated funds there were 31 um, the number was 31 on the slide it it shows the distribution of the applicants per province so you would see the nine province and the number of applicants but there was an unallocated portion where it it, it showed 31 now in this case the applicants had not put in their application forms where 
which province they come from. There was a follow-up done and it was indicated, Chairperson, that these applicants, they may come from a certain province, but they don't necessarily live there all the time. So hence they left that blank. They didn't indicate. So they were more like athletes, for example, who would be from KwaZulu-Natal, but because of the fact that they are high-performing athletes, they either um, uh, train at the high-performance center in Pretoria, or they may train overseas during the off-season. So hence, there was no, um, that makes, uh, uh, that then accounts for the unallocated numbers under the Sports Trust um, in terms of the provincial allocation. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. That's all from my side. Ms. Dendema, the two questions. Ms. Dendema. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, DG. Uh, uh, good morning to the chairperson and uh, all the honorable members of the committee. Also, good morning to the minister and the deputy minister. Let me just uh, take the two questions uh, that um, I picked up as, the, as, as, as members were asking. The issue of the, the duration of the stay of the young people at the hip hop museum, it's going to be, uh, uh, I mean, it has been five months actually because they started in November and it ends now at, uh, towards the end of March. And I really do not want to rehash uh, the point that was made by Dr. Kumala to say these, uh, uh, the duration has been uh, project by project. And uh, there was also another question, uh, DG, which was about the uh, rollover of 4.9. Um, this is what we requested uh, uh, to Treasury that uh, since we still want to uh, deal with this massive task of digitization and there is money that has kind of uh, interest that have been accrued, you know, whilst we were doing this work, can't we then make use of this money by um, uh, re, uh, calling those uh, intents that uh, had stopped uh, working in December? And fortunately, uh, uh, Treasury has approved and they've actually started on the 23rd of March, and they will be their contract will be ending on the 23rd of August, which also is five months. But there's a question that I picked up, but, but I stand to be corrected, which was about Sarah and, it, uh, and its independence. Uh, maybe just to indicate that uh, most of our institutions, all our institutions, in fact, uh, other than the advisory councils, are, are, are autonomous. They have got a great deal of uh, autonomy. For instance, Sarah, it's, a, it's an autonomous institution with its uh, council, and uh, it, it, it does its operations without any interference from the department. But of course, the department uh, exercises uh, oversight. It has got an oversight responsibility to see to it that it works in accordance with the National Heritage Resources Act, which is a constitutive act of uh, 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 Sarah. Uh, I would want, want to stop there, teaching. I'm not sure whether I was asking, I was responding to the real question because I got disturbed when um, uh, that question was asked. Thank you. No, thanks very much, uh, uh, Didi Jindema. Um, 
maybe just a uh, few caps. One was a, there was an issue raised on the legal fees of the NAC. While uh, DDG spoke to the issue of who was paid, uh, but just uh, the direct answer is that uh, the cost during this uh, of the litigation during this process uh, came to about 2.5 million rand, and that is what uh, the, has been uh, the cost of just legal fees. And then the issue around um, this uh, project uh, used to profile the minister, I believe uh, nothing can be far from the truth uh, because when the projects are being undertaken, any of the political principles, whether it is a minister or deputy minister or then the administrators, myself, it is never aimed at any profiling of an individual other than the work of the department. And it is imperative that that is understood because irrespective of where I am or the minister or the DM, even if it is the DDGs, if it is work of the department, it will always come back to say, this is a demand of sport, arts and culture. And there can only be one minister and one DM, as well as one um, DG, as well as then the DDGs. So it will be unfortunate if it is construed in that manner. And linked to that was a very clear indication from the minister's concern that uh, the way this is being spread out, uh, delays reaching other provinces, and that we must consolidate these roadshows uh, they are too overstretched and uh, that uh, irrespective of who is available, the roadshows must go on, not that it must be linked as DDG Kumal indicated uh, to the minister's diary or even for that matter, TM's diary. And uh, the main intention is that this service as minister directed, uh, I think it was towards the end of November, that we must see how we consolidate the outreach and make sure that it reaches the uh, provinces it can't wait for the over the three years period. And that is exactly what we are doing to ensure that um, this is done and they will reach provinces as soon as possible, those that are still outstanding. Now on the issue raised around the, the company director working for the department, uh, maybe I must share with you honorable members that there are safety nets that government has put in place to ensure that uh, this uh, does not happen and should not happen. Doing business with the state, being an employee of the state is strictly by law prohibited. And uh, what does that mean, Honorable Chairperson? Is that first and foremost, as a department, uh, we are regulated and also having to report under the Disclosure Act uh, that we need to disclose the things that are related to us. So what do we do? Section eight of the Public Service Administration Act states clearly, no state employee is allowed to conduct business with the state. So we've got a risk directorate that then looks into this. And in the tender documents, all suppliers are required to disclose on what we call the SPD4 forms. If they have any employee, who is working for the state or director who are employed by the state. Now, all the suppliers, therefore, then we subject them to the vetting by the risk management directorate uh, using the CIPC data uh, to check all the IDs of employees against the National Treasury Central database. 
and the exceptions of those who have companies are then followed up to remove the company. We don't even appoint the company itself. But also if we look at the PCSC role, then they also further conduct scrutiny of all financial disclosures of designated officials in the public sector. And this then assists the department to ensure that we do not have that kind of a service provider with an employee, even of other government departments, wherever we can pick that up. Uh, honorable chairperson, I will not go into further detail. Those are just some of the safety nets that we have to do. So if there is any such information and uh, all these persons have not picked up such a director, we will appreciate if the honorable member will provide us with that, we will definitely follow it up and attend to it as per the law requirement. Now on the issue that has been uh, raised about the Silapa project um, having um, uh, the contribution that it makes, we believe it is correct. Uh, it makes a huge contribution and the breakdown, if we look at the presentation by the DDG, there is a slide that clearly indicates uh, people who have been supported. And uh, I think the honorable members might just uh, uh, revisit uh, that section that says number of practitioners that have benefited directly. And uh, it says at the top, February 2022, as of February 2022, in fact. Then we've got a very clear breakdown of how these people and in what form have they been able to be assisted. We believe that the councillors who are being providing this support will not be uh, anyone except the people who are indeed qualified to do so. And as the DDG has indicated, we, if need be, we will definitely, as requested, provide such information. The last thing maybe I wanted to just talk to uh, Chairperson is in relation to why those supported through SILAPA are they given financial assistance? That is not the aim of the project. Uh, it's not financial assistance, but as we indicated, it's either skills transfer in relation to those respective areas or counseling as per the people's calls. And I think we have indicated the multiple entry points in which people who need this service must do, whether it's a WhatsApp or, WhatsApp or a toll-free number uh, that they can use to access the services. Um, on the issue of the retention of the 5 million for the PMU budget, I think that one we are clear that uh, as a department, uh, to, we need to create capacity for us to manage this project as they say, a learning organization will always uh, look at uh, the innovation and say, what does the data tell you? There has been a number of challenges that require us to have creative ways to manage this project uh, most tightly and make sure that there is greater um, a way of delivering it, but in the greatest efficiency possible. And that is why we look at that model and see that uh, those who use this PMU budget are able to recruit the people that will just be dedicated, not do this as over and above. Noting that this particular is an intervention and not part of the normal programs and therefore requires dedicated resources to be able to do this work. Linked to that was a question um, that was raised by the honorable member on why we don't do this ourselves as a department to implement these projects. 
as I have indicated, and DDG has also do so, done so, it will be practically impossible for us to have this particular capacity where we are able to disperse this over a billion rand, almost a billion rand given by government. And while we understand the issue of the service fees, uh, that they could be able to do some other uh, work. Unfortunately, for us to reach the number of people, we need to use the possible avenues available to us for greater efficiency and implementation. We know it will create uh, untold bottlenecks and uh, challenges if we were to try to do this when we've got entities with the capacity to deliver. What we are welcoming is a guidance in relation to tighter monitoring as well as close uh, monitoring uh, reporting uh, by those responsible. So uh, to implement the projects, but uh, that is the purpose of the PMU is to just help us again to be able to have a direct um, implementation oversight role by people who will do this work uh, on a daily basis, not as an add-on uh, on top of or and above their work. So honorable chairperson, uh, I think uh, as I was explained earlier, the 700 million that was being raised as, um, is a, a total of what has been spent, including relief as well as PSP as a department in this regard. We would like to then uh, uh, put forward, I'm not sure, Chairperson, if we have anything else that we might have missed uh, that the DM or the minister would like to close the gaps on. Thank you. Thank you, DG. Let me give it to the minister to close the gaps. And then after that, if there are still outstanding or follow-ups, I'll give a members also left with fewer minutes to do that, Honorable Minister. Well, thank you, Chair, and thanks uh, to, to members. Uh, Chair, the, <coughs> I think uh, both the DG and DDGs have, uh, have covered uh, quite some ground. In fact, what I've noticed, they've covered uh, all the questions, but uh, as, as the DG said, <coughs> that if there are any which are still outstanding, uh, would be able to, to deal with it. No, I, I want to emphasize well, that the, the, SILIPA, the SILAPA program is working, uh, not what the Honorable Mishong was saying. It is working, and you must remember that uh, the, it is a huge and a big step for anybody to first and foremost uh, uh, agree and uh, come forward and say, I need assistance. <clears throat> Hence, you see the, the, the road shows uh, uh, which uh, uh, are, are going on uh, just to, to get people uh, together with the ambassadors to get people to come out because chair, to be practical, these, these are difficult matters and uh, I'm, I'm, I must say that they are not the matters for, for narrow political. One of the members, uh, one of the key members uh, on this project, uh, because it's, it's one project of GBDF and wellness. Uh, we've, we've, we've done it uh, in these three pillars as one project. <coughs> uh, to, to, to explain 
the, the difficulty of what we're dealing with is that one of the founder members, uh, the late uh, Patrick Sharp, was one of the members. Uh, ordinarily, somebody would have said that he would have uh, asked for or came forward for assistance because it's something he knows, it's something he has been part to right from the beginning. But uh, sadly, um, what happened, happened. Uh, that's why I, I want to caution Chair that uh, I don't think that uh, we, we, we would want to, to just play around uh, on this matter. Uh, and uh, we are grateful that almost a thousand, since February last year, almost a thousand of artists and athletes have been in one way or the other uh, came forward. And uh, I'm just thinking that if all the people never had that chance to come forward, uh, what would have happened uh, to, to some of them as well? That's the first point, uh, Chair. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying boldly that the, the program is working and, and people who are at the receiving end are saying that. Um, it really doesn't matter much what somebody else uh, who's up there who doesn't feel what people are feeling is saying, as long as those people who are supposed to be getting this assistance are getting it. And we're not satisfied, that's why we are still going through. Uh, and as I've emphasized that, let's shorten this period, let's get out as, as, as quick as possible so that the people uh, are able to get more assistance. On the issue of um, uh, which, which has been responded to by DDG uh, uh, Kumala uh, on NAC, why NAC is still in, in a responsibility to disperse funds. No, uh, <clears throat> we had this call that uh, NAC uh, unfit should not do this and do that and so on. And we, we did a forensic audit. I'm here to say that NAC as one of the development agencies is still going to ensure that it disperses fast. It will, go, it will do that into the future. So there shouldn't be any question of it because even in the forensic report, there's nothing that suggests that the NAC uh, should not do the work, uh, and, and, and they are doing their work. Uh, they did it uh, so well, and uh, they will continue doing that. To Honorable Joseph, on, on, on COVID-19, uh, uh, <coughs> whether this close to 700 million rands was uh, solely from relief or from PESP, no, Honorable Member, it, it was on both. Uh, it's, it's a combination. Uh, of the two, uh, which, uh, you know, accounts for this 600 plus million grants. But I also want to uh, uh, to, to thank you, uh, Honorable Member uh, Joseph, for uh, the, the point uh, uh, you were making about uh, the department exceeding what would have been the focus of, uh, the focus of, uh, of the National Treasury in terms of job creation and retention. Uh, uh, we, 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 note, we note that uh, your, your, your point there, and, and, and thanks for noting that. Uh, also, Chair, uh, on issues of 
from the point of view of um, uh, intervention uh, to ease uh, the, 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 the burden and hardship uh, on the shoulders of artists and athletes uh, through pairs, through uh, relief, as Honorable uh, uh, Zondi, Honorable uh, Joseph again, and Honorable Malumane uh, have said and uh, have noted. Uh, I, I just want to say, uh, we note uh, what they've said and uh, we, we appreciate uh, their uh, understanding and acknowledging uh, the kind of work which uh, uh, has been done. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Minister. I didn't ask any question, but also I want uh, uh, to add to Honorable Members to me, the idea of the department, it was an, a noble idea. Uh, when uh, we, you are creating employment opportunity um, and, and you know the recovery of economy and, and we are still going to assist, we are from a, Twenty twenty uh, in this epidemic, all of us as we are sitting here, whilst we were still in this job of being members of parliament, being the officials of departments in the in the ministry, we know the burden that we were having. Let alone that, as all honourable members, uh, we contributed. Uh, during this COVID-19, uh, but we contributed even to, to family and outside the families, uh, members of public, members of your neighbors, when they will be having a clarion call saying that I don't have even bread to take medication. I'm, I'm, I'm positive, uh, in, but uh, I don't have even the bread for, for the kids. What you, you, you've tried to do with this in English, uh, you, I can say it was a, a noble idea because whilst uh, people when, were out of job and now, Little that they are getting through this, uh, it's very important. It is like toppling on 350. Uh, what is 350? But there are those people who can't even have 10 rand. They do appreciate those 350. So I'm, 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 I'm also saying that. Uh, I see this program that uh, it's 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 on the ground and and keep it up the good work that you are doing. Um, now, honourable members, uh, the I was not doing closing remarks. I was contributing. Now, 
me. I have follow up a question because already I've seen the hands uh, are up. These members, they don't want to listen to Jefferson. They just raise hands whilst we are speaking. If we're coming from organizations, uh, whilst we are speaking, someone is raising hand, which means we are talking nonsense or they are interjecting you. I've seen two members that their hands are up, but um, I was still on the floor. I did allow anyone, Honorable Adams and Honorable Mklongo, I was still on the floor. Now I'm giving you the chance uh, to speak. Honorable Mklongo, Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chair. Chair, we're not saying you're talking nonsense. It was just sometimes you don't see it, you see it later in virtual head. But nonetheless, we're not saying we don't expect you for you to follow <coughs> the meeting. But nonetheless, Chairperson, I think the minister has missed my opening remarks. Minister, I've said it clearly that this project is so important, especially under this season that we are at as South Africa, that our artists are killing themselves. I think you've missed it. Didn't say this project is not working. I think you've missed that, or maybe you're offline since the computer has been taking you on and off. But Chair, on the issues of legal fees, I think it's appalling to see 2.5 used for legal fees. It's appalling. It shows that the entity does not have relationship with its own sector or its own uh, artist. It is clear, 2.5 million. I think that money must be utilized to assist other artists than for us to go to court, or there must be mediation. I'm just saying, Guti, in future, those things must be avoided. But Chairperson Giasega, I'm laughing because you can see that members, other members, they don't read the presentation. They don't have anything to say. They don't have any contribution to say, but you can see their input within the meeting. I want to differ with Honorable Zondi. The minister must account to us, not the DG. The DG accounts to the minister. The minister must account to an oversight committee, which is us. I want to differ with Honorable Zondi. I think oversight work, it's a broad word, which must be understood. Chair, I wanted to ask how many qualified councillors who were involved in the project, how many qualified uh, councillors, and how many qualified financial advisors were uh, involved in the project? And Chair, I still state that and maintain what we need to get the guys who are doing implementation project to come and account and tell us. Because I think another project or program that I have, problem that I have, we tend to see these things on the media. We're not there to see what is happening. Now, I think in future, Minister, I I think we must be invited, not just to say, does this project, if you're available, go and pass and see for yourself. Because I put it to you, Minister, the project was, if you're not there, your target's not there, there's no outreach. It's clear. That one, it was clear. And one of the questions that I've asked and was not answered, I'm talking about ambassadors. I've noted the ambassadors are not expertise. They were just promoting awareness. But I wanted to find out these ambassadors, how were they selected? I think I was not uh, responded to. How they were uh, selected and how do you see the geographic areas in a sense of these five ambassadors? The representative race, province, language, gender, and sexuality. 
and one of the things that uh, I wanted to find that the criteria used for any if there were any qualification or what criteria were used to select these ambassadors. And I think maybe uh, the, 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 the project implementers must tell us how did they do that. Silapa has four social media intervention, not a single intervention according to Silapa reports that mention plus minus 150 people attended their events. It is clear Uguti, the project was there, but not more than 150 people attended those events. And it shows, Uguti, I think the, departments, the department must consider that the Silapa has a low successful threshold on social media intervention, in particular on the outreach level. I've stated here that by the end of February 2022, Silapa has reached out only 953 people of the budget of 3,000,3861597. Furthermore, most engagement on social media were posted amplifying the average of 3,388 per person reach out. Does this consider that we must see accountability versus the amount that I've set? I think there must be an explanation. I need clarity on that. The 3.3 plus million and 953 people budgeted for the project and vis-a-vis the threshold average of 3,388 per person reach out. Chair, I think one of the things that I wanted to find out because they're playing with, uh, I think with DG, when I asked for a definition, I didn't ask a definition of a dictionary. I've asked a definition of a job based on the project, the ESP and the project of, of, of a relief fund. It's clear each project, the definition differs because you cannot give someone 3.5 and say you've created a job once off. To me, it's not a job. Now, one of the things that I wanted to ask the minister and to to this is a comment which uh, Babu Zondi, uh, you must note that. Minister, I wanted to find out in Guazulu Natal, the HOT has been, there's a case open against him. I want to hear your view, HOT, yeah, arts and culture. Uh, I'm still chairing, ask the question, don't ask, don't refer to another member. I don't know why you think that Honorable Zondi must listen. We're all listened. Please, Honorable Member. Why did is I say, this? Did yes. I say Honorable Zondi must listen? Yes, you did, Honorable No, 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 no. no. I, it was not intention to say listen. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I apologize to say listen. Okay. I apologize. It was not intention to say I said she must listen. I said I differ with Honorable Zondi. I said Honorable Zondi must note that the minister must come and account for an example. This question that I'm asking. Minister, 2.2 million PPE fraud case was open uh, with the HOD, Arts and Culture, was Runatal. What is your view on that? Because our people, it shows what money has been allocated not only in provinces, even in different uh, location, uh, local municipality, but it's not utilized according. What is your view on that, Minister? That is the question directly to the Minister, via you, Chairperson, not direct to say Minister must, but via you, Chairperson. 
And Chairperson, my last question. Uh, the appointment of the ambassadors, I think we, we've noted Penny, Kiki, Chabu, Porsche. Those uh, ambassadors, I, I believe Guti, they're not diverse as I think the department envisage to. That's why maybe I will get an explanation with what uh, criteria did they use? And yes, they are artists, they are within the sector. But, you know, I wanted to find out what exactly uh, that was outstanding on what we have. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Thank you very much, Chairperson, for the opportunity. My questions are regarding Silapa program. Am I clear, Chairperson? Yes. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. And okay. Thank you, Chairperson. And sorry for jumping the gun. Thank you. My question, Chairperson, is that the work of the Silapa program? You must not copy the wrong things. Yes, jumping. Please, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so, <coughs> okay. It's longer. I'm, I'm on the floor. Thank you, Chairperson. Oh, Chairperson, my question is, does the work of the Salapa program fit into the National Drug Master Plan? Are beneficiaries limited in the number of times they are access? They can access the various services offered by the. I don't know what's happening to Honorable Adams. Honorable Adams. Let me give to Honorable Zond. We'll give her the chance when she's back. Honorable Zond. Yeah, sure. No, sure. I don't know what, <clears throat> what, what, what is the issue of oversight and accountability to do with the reading uh, the, the, the LAPA program. And uh, slide six and job creation. In, can you hear me, Chair? You were cut. Sorry, Honorable Sondi, please wait. You were cut off, but uh, come in. Uh, uh, I will call you later, Honorable Sondi. Yes, Honorable Adams. Can you hear me, Chair? Yes, yes, come. Person, yes, can yes. I maybe, Chair. what will, the point of order, Chair, maybe what will assist Honorable Adams? Can I have a video? Yeah, she maybe. There won't yes. be any hassle. It's a suggestion. I'm not undermining Thank that. You. Thank you so much. Yes, Honorable Adams. Chairperson, there's, there's another question, slide six. Can you hear me? Yes, Honorable Member. On applicants and job creation in different provinces, there was a number of applicants indicated in the slide, also number of job expected and the confirmed and verified. I noticed, Chairperson, the confirmed and verified was lower as the job expected and other, others was higher. What was the reason for that? And uh, at the bottom, 
at the total chairperson, I'm still not understanding the job expected uh, is 8,901 confirmed and verified. Uh, confirmed and the verified was 6,968. What happened with the difference? I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Honorable Sunday. Yes, Chair, thank you very much. I was saying, Chair, I don't know what is the issue of oversight and accountability to do with reading the presentation uh, presented to us today. I'm still maintaining, Chair, that we said we want the minister to address us and share with us his journey of leading the department, not coming to the committee only for questions. That is my point, and I'm clear to that. Even if that would mean I, I have not read the presentation, I have not understood the presentation, let it be. I don't have a problem with that. And that is why. We have a ministry. If the minister is not in the meeting, the deputy minister is always uh, with us if the minister is not. So consistently, the department is always with us. We have never had a meeting without the department. And that's accountability. We don't want the minister to come to the, mini to, 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 to the, to the meeting of the portfolio committee only as a minister. Otherwise, we want the department he leads to come and account to us, which they always do. That is my point, Chair. That is what I said. Uh, we want the minister. And that is what I said. We, we are happy if the minister is around. And in particular, if uh, uh, the issue of uh, awareness is being discussed, because there were issues raised uh, against it. And I'm maintaining what I said, Chair, in the last meeting. Thanks. Honorable members, you must all lower your hands again. Uh, the only thing that I cannot accept, uh, Honorable Mshong, we have read, you know, when we're having a blanket approach accusing us as these members that the way we ask questions, uh, is showing that we didn't read the, 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 the presentation. We've read the presentation on a revolution. Uh, I, I don't think it's right uh, to put this accusation. Uh, I've read the documents, and I don't know whether each and every member must say, I, I did read, I didn't read, but uh, it, it's not right just saying to us, uh, you are looking at the way that you ask questions you didn't read. Uh, it's undermining other members' input. We must not do that again. Uh, End of personal explanation, Chair? Not now. Explanation, uh, I'm just... You've just, just addressed me, Chairperson. You've just said, no. Now I must explain because you you concluded that mm -hmm. I said you don't read the agenda, the presentation. Ex just Ex just Ex I'm, I'm on the matter now. Don't suppress me. Never, mm -hmm. never, Ex ever again, as Nelson Mandela stated, 
when someone wants to raise a view that differs with you, you must give him an opportunity or her an opportunity. I won't suppress you, but I was responding to to you. Is in 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 Hansard, If there's Hansard that you said it the way other members are asking, they didn't read. I'm a part of those members, but if you want to explain, I'm giving you the chance to explain. Yeah, yeah. You know when I touch the nerve, it shows. Honorable Zondi started laughing, saying, members, the minister is here, and now the members are not saying what they wanted to say. I've asked relevant question. I've asked pertinent question while the minister is here. And I, I differ, no, Honorable Zondi. Clearly, I've stated, he started saying, hey, I love Honorable Van Dijk did not did not know how to pronounce Indingilis. And he has a view to say it. No, you laughed. You didn't even call Honorable Zondi to order. But why do you love someone when he pronounces a wrong name? I'm just saying, Guti. Now, my personal explanation, Honorable Zondi stated clearly that the minister is here, and when he's here, we don't say anything. I've asked questions, pertaining questions with the article or item that I've asked, Good, let's discuss it. And the oversight committee is the way that we put forward the agenda. I've put it forward. That's why we're discussing Indian Elizabeth. Thank you very much. I don't have to say further because the explanation, would I didn't, I was... The comments that Honorable Zondi stated, if you can go back to Hansard, it's what I was responding to. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mshong. Can a DG direct your encourage on answering the questions and then the last person is going to be minister. I must report that the DM left us for that apology, which he put whilst we starting the meeting. Thank you, Gigi. Gigi. Thanks, Honorable Chairperson. Can I, yes, Chairperson. Uh, Kumalo, would you just talk to the issues of uh, race by strong on ambassadors as well as uh, qualified councillors? Yes, um, yes, uh, did you, <clears throat> I would respond. Um, I think um, um, the honorable member asked for us to uh, actually indicate the number of qualified counselors, number of qualified legal experts and, and other information pertaining uh, to that. Uh, what we would request uh, uh, through you, DG, is we be given an opportunity to then provide that information because, as I said, the counselors that are being used and legal experts, yes, we can confirm that they are qualified and we can provide those numbers as has been requested. Uh, we also, uh, I, I, I thought I had responded to the question about the ambassadors, but let me just try again, Chair. Uh, uh, I had indicated that uh, the, the, the ambassadors that um, ultimately are being utilized are those that have been identified as being influencers, especially within the industry. But secondly, it's uh, those uh, artists or athletes that have really gone through an experience. I, I am not 
uh, for purposes of confidentiality going to start uh, stipulating what kind of an experience this one has experienced, has gone through. But uh, all of them have got a story to tell, which is what the whole issue of ambassadorship was about. Um, it was around what I had actually specified uh, even earlier on as I was trying to respond to the question. But lastly, uh, it had to be those that were actually willing, uh, because we know the stigma, the stigma that actually comes uh, with a uh, uh, individuals, but more especially influencers having to come forward, they say, I suffered from mental depression, etc. Mm -hmm. So uh, through also research that had to be made uh, just to uh, search and find out what was happening um, through whatever form of uh, platform could be utilized, those were then identified. Um, I do note what Honorable um, Member is saying about the distribution and the spread. I suppose uh, it would then be one of the lessons that we would learn and will take forward. However, I wanted to just indicate that much as there are these uh, key ambassadors that because they've gone through an experience, et cetera, et cetera, are then being utilized to raise further awareness. When we go to each and every province, each province also identifies those athletes or, or, or artists that are, are provincial-based ambassadors, if I can put it like that. So within that particular province, they will have that opportunity. Uh, in our program, and uh, I noted at DG, there was a request for us to invite the portfolio committee. And I think personally, it would be some, uh, it's a good idea to expose uh, the members to what happens. It's a two-day session, and uh, you will then have provincial uh, uh, ambassadors that also, uh, if willing, share their experiences and just making it as practical as possible so that it's not theoretical, but people can align with an experience that the other person has had. I do acknowledge the issue of the spread, gender, race, et cetera. And, and as, as I'm saying, uh, possibly we take note of it, DG uh, uh, and, and Chair, and, and for, for a, as a lesson in terms of the improvement that would have to happen on the program. On the issue of the low numbers, DG, I just wanted to indicate that um, when we go to each and every uh, 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 outreach, there, there was a stipulated target number uh, that we were actually uh, uh, putting uh, as a deliverable for the service provider. And that is a total of a hundred um, artists or participants in each of the two day session. The first day being mainly um, sharing the information around the program itself, et cetera. And then the second day being the actual participation. Um, I know that you was there, it, it led us in one of the provincial outreach and uh, actually participated even personally, because that is the kind of a program where, where it's not just uh, speeches and speeches, but there's a practical exposure that is actually, as you probably might have seen in some of the pictures that I was showing in the presentation. So in all the outreach projects that we went to, the target was 100, but we allowed an opportunity, um, venue allowing, et cetera, 
for the numbers to be improved. But over and above that, we also allowed an opportunity for each of these events to be live streamed. I think I, I indicated, maybe I, I didn't uh, indicate that. So you will have those that are physically present at the venue, but then it would also be live streamed so that all the others that would want to link in and uh, be part uh, of the project were actually able to do so. Um, I would have to come back uh, in terms of, uh, I, I couldn't quite get uh, the detail of the question. Perhaps if I could have it in writing, Chepesin, I would be able to uh, respond. Uh, the issue around, uh, yes, the figure is 953 that we are reporting on. Now, I just uh, couldn't uh, quite get a full um, sense around the threshold average per person that Member um, Shogo was actually raising. But perhaps if I get this question in writing, I can be able to exercise my mind around that and respond. The question around the drug master plan, uh, DG, indeed, if uh, members refer to the national drug master plan, the Department of State uh, of Sport, Arts and Culture is actually mentioned as one of the key stakeholders. And also, if you look at uh, the issues of accountability, uh, with respect to the national uh, master plan, we are also mentioned there against what uh, we need to deliver. At this point in time, uh, when we also submit our our response, our reports uh, in line with the whole social cohesion uh, program that we are part of, we do report also on the wellness program and where we are and how far we have advanced. But we are hoping once the program is enhanced and strengthened, it will then become a standard uh, also to ask, I think to respond to a question that was saying, what would be the way forward? There is a need for the program, it's undeniable. But why it was being piloted was for us to be sure of the nature and the format of the program that would actually work for the industries that we service. Um, so hence, um, the, the way forward would also be determined uh, by what comes out of this project so that it responds to the actual need and uh, the reach that is actually required. Uh, with respect to uh, the, the, the different numbers, uh, did you, I think uh, Honorable Member made an example of NFVF. Can I just explain? The slide that is being made reference to under NFVF, they, 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 they actually respond under projects. I'm trying to go to the slide, sorry, did you, uh, The number of jobs expected, number of jobs expected, um, uh, member uh, Adams is with respect to as uh, proposals were actually received, adjudicated and awarded. There will be a basis on which uh, the, 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 the NFVF will then determine the number of jobs based on what was contained in those proposals. Now, I said earlier on, when the payments are then being made, they are made in tranches. In the case of NFVF, it was 80-20. In the case of NAC, it was 70-30. Now, as and when these reports actually come through, the number of jobs are then confirmed and verified. That is why you then see that number 6968, which I said was a number that was going to grow up until the whole project is finalized. For instance, with NFVF, 
please do note that uh, the recipients are finalizing, for instance, these are doing, for instance, the short film productions. And as they do the short film productions, they would then capture the number of jobs as the project goes on. Right at the end of the project, as they submit their report, that total number is then confirmed and verified. I hope I explained uh, uh, clearly uh, in, in terms of that. Uh, uh, you, can I head back to you? Thank you very much. Um, no, I think it, uh, um, what we can just uh, affirm is um, uh, the fact that uh, when we speak of the breakdown of the budget vis-a-vis uh, -vis services rendered, firstly, our responsibility is to make the service available to the creatives and the athletes. Then make them aware of the service and what it can do for them. And then encourage them to use the service, but practically impossible to force them to use the service. Now I'm saying that because particularly at a time when we were faced with the challenges of the COVID-19 and all those serious issues at the events themselves, we were, as the numbers that the Jikumalo is talking about, we, we had to also abide by the restrictions and also make sure that the classes or the, the lectures or the participation levels that are being considered at that provincial level are able to reach and access those who can be assisted at the time uh, without creating a mass rally for people to be all there when we do this marketing. But with the approach that uh, is supplementary with other forms of information sharing, that then assists us to reach more people rather than uh, uh, saying that the target of 100 per province was aimed at spending the 3.3 plus million rand, it would be an incorrect equation or equalization between the two, uh, because the 3.3 is aimed at a total package throughout the year uh, in question, which could have an influx of people and at sometimes at a low level of uh, uptake, because this is a service that people have to voluntarily participate, except when we're doing the outreach which we might decide to increase now that the issues of relaxation has been also uh, addressed uh, relating to COVID-19, whether we decide to target in the remaining provinces more people, but also making sure that it does not become unmanageable and fruitless for people to attend because we are addressing a mass instead of addressing targeted group who can then become what you can regard as your uh, also uh, ambassadors to further spread the issue of what this service provides to the rest of the creatives and the athletes. So uh, maybe we take guidance in terms of whether we should review those as we go out there, but we will be guided uh, uh, by engagements uh, with the sector on how to get to that point. 
but otherwise it would be incorrect to then equate in terms of the uptake of the service uh, to the 3.3 million, only that component of the outreach when the service is broader than the issue of the outreach, uh, Honorable Chairperson. And that is why we're demonstrating it there on how it can service more people. And we're hoping that as we deal with the issues of this stigmatization and as people will get more and more welcoming of the support, uh, they will be able to then uh, take more of this service. As I indicated, Elache, that uh, there was in some provinces, we even had to reschedule dates to make sure that we uh, communicate to people why this is necessary. But they were, uh, some of them, based on the fact that um, they were not able to practice their craft, there were some asking even a question similar to what you would uh, say, uh, why should I go for, for this support when in fact I am not even working? Uh, and we had to mobilize people working with the provinces uh, where we were to just explain the purpose of this service. But people were more focused uh, some, in some instances on the issue of getting the direct relief rather than the service. So those are the issues we're raising as some of the challenges uh, that we faced in mobilizing the level of participation and acceptance of this a particular service. But we are hoping that uh, with more and more people come out and with the ambassadors who are well-known, who are trusted by their peers, uh, that the service is available, uh, we should be able to get even more people. And these ambassadors have got even bigger role in making sure that their own following on their own social media platforms uh, creates the information sharing platform uh, that we have asked them to do. So those are the things, Chairperson, that I hope will then be able to justify why we budget we have. We will never know how many people will come forward, but all we know is that they must know that there's a service and that the service can be able to provide them. One life assisted is a life too many, but to have an empty service uh, that does not exist for people might create even a bigger problem, a uh, honorable chairperson, because then you will lose uh, uh, more people who could have decided to use the service and get counseling and support and you save a life. And I don't think we can equate saving a life to a money issue uh, as long as we provide the service and we make them aware it is there. So Chairperson, I think uh, the issue of then the jobs uh, created, the DDG has responded uh, on this number of jobs and the definition. Uh, we were indicating here, Chairperson, that uh, the issue of jobs, uh, you will see that uh, some of the jobs, the cost of the job were not the same. Uh, and we have explained that this varied depending on the nature of the job and how much we can be able to support a, a, a particular a group in, the, in, in that particular project. So there was no just uniform blanket that says uh, as if it was a relief that we did uh, to say in this area, people will all get so much money. Uh, we were looking at the nature and the complexity of the jobs and uh, we had to rely on the expert also advice of our entities who have been doing some of these type of uh, services so that they are able to assist us. Uh, but 
the main thing was the many we can support, the better. That's why we appreciated the intervention by the Golf SA when they looked at the numbers vis-a-vis the budget available to say, how can we then reach more? And that is what is important. And I don't think 2,100 is nothing compared to having no job and having no golf to be going to where you get then the tips that you are paid. That was an important intervention for us to do. So that is why then the jobs issue is not having a blanket price of what we were paying people. And some of them had more, a longer period to work. So that is what I, I want to indicate. And therefore getting more money, even if it was at a lesser distribution rate compared to others who might have got a ones of payment. So that is the context of why the job definitions would vary. And we didn't say they were exactly the same. Jefferson. The job, the link to the drug master plan, I, I think Jefferson, uh, in terms of the services uh, that we are providing with this, the issue of drug the abuse, uh, substance abuse, is part of that in relation to the counseling. But um, uh, um, I will be, I will have to get an assurance whether the team did look at the drug master plan. But all those we know that this is one of the sketches that does affect the sector. It was incorporated as part of the counseling services that should be provided uh, to make sure that people understand the impact, the negative impact of drug abuse. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Honorable the Minister. Thank you, Chair, and thanks the uh, 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 questions and response from uh, the, the members and the department responses. Chair, uh, uh, thanks for uh, also uh, on your part uh, uh, for noting uh, what, what has happened uh, in terms of the work. Uh, which uh, we continue to do uh, as the department, um, and uh, we 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 commit to double our efforts to ensure that uh, uh, we serve our people better uh, all the time. Uh, improve uh, that uh, that helps, uh, chair, especially to those people who have been given the responsibility. Uh, some of them as service providers, uh, it would be a good uh, feedback uh, to them and so on. So, but thank you very much. <coughs> uh, well, the issue which has been raised by uh, Honorable Chongwa about the Minister accounting to I think uh, Honorable Zondi is correct. I mean, it's a mute point. Uh, we, we account, uh, we, we are not allergic to accounting. We do that, uh, we continue to do that, Chair. Uh, it's it's not a, a, a point at all. In fact, uh, it, it, it doesn't uh, belong anywhere in the agenda. But, Chair, now the, the, 
the uh, honorable member is getting wrong again. The, the outreach program is not dependent on the minister. Uh, to date, three provinces have been covered. And out of those three provinces, only one province where the minister uh, has been party to. So the program uh, of the department is a program aimed at uh, uh, alleviating uh, serious challenges artists and athletes are faced with, and uh, it will uh, continue. Um, the emphasis on my side is that it should uh, move with speed. On the issue of the HOD and PPE and so on, I'm, I'm glad, Chair. I'm glad uh, that uh, <coughs> uh, if I have to account uh, to this portfolio committee uh, about the HOD, uh, we only have one HOD we know, which is the PG of this department, has not been quoted in any PPE scandal and would not be. Because he, uh, together with all other officials of the department, know that if anybody would be involved in any corruption, that person would be there on his or her own uh, without any backing from uh, the, the, the minister. So the people who report to me, uh, I have a, a hawk's eye uh, to ensure that we do our job, concentrating doing our job. Uh, so issues of corruption uh, are less of a, even when people were clamoring around NAC, we said, where there is corruption, we deal with corruption. Uh, but as you know, Chair, that the forensic report is out and very clearly uh, there is nothing uh, untoward uh, the board which uh, uh, I appointed uh, is doing. Uh, in fact, uh, it has been doing a good job. So I, I suppose that um, perhaps it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a misdirected question to us. It has to go to MEC's responsibility. I didn't even hear the province. MEC is responsible and premiers and so on. I mean, next time the honorable member should direct uh, those questions to where they're supposed to go. But insofar as our department, and I'm saying even now, we have zero tolerance for any corruption. And uh, uh, take us uh, on our way uh, on that. And if any would uh, you know, uh, suffice, we'll, we'll swiftly and, and mercilessly deal with that. Uh, so to us, that's not an issue. We are focusing on our job. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Honorable Minister. Uh, let me take also the this opportunity to thank your department, the collective, the way they always prepare their documents in time, with some of us immediately that got those documents. I do round up uh, those members whom I'm thinking sometimes they don't have the, the network or whatever. And we do confirm to you, Minister, and your collectives that immediately we receive your documents. We do read those documents. But also, let's thank the AG to be with us. Uh, uh, also, this is our last of the meeting. Uh, I'm coming back also 
will be having this commitment that we're having with these members. And, and we do apologize uh, in, in so many uh, members, if I must apologize, but I'm suspecting that I'm doing the work of this committee, even to your department, that you must come uh, three times a week, also called social cluster. Social cluster is sitting only Tuesday, but when you are looking as a chairperson with the office, that we still have a lot not to uh, done or finish. We do apply for special days, Wednesday and Thursdays and Fridays. We may not get a minister and deputy minister, but uh, I know that the department through the DJ, they're always with us because even those requests, we do send them earlier in order that they must make sure that they are preparing, they must come. Uh, uh, um, I want to say you must enjoy your Easter's, you must enjoy <clears throat> your constituency work and coming back healthier. Dr. Kumalo, uh, please don't do what I'm always doing coming this committee. We, whilst I'm not well, it doesn't assist us. But uh, thank you for the good work and the commitment that you are putting uh, to the collective of this ministry. Uh, with those words, I'm releasing uh, the ministry. Thank you, Minister. Thank you. Okay. Uh, honorable members, can you uh, handle our minutes? Uh, no, thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Minister. Yeah. Thank you so much. Chabu. Uh, honorable me. <coughs> Honorable members, we have minutes of 18 March. Yes, go up. Honorable members, when I was reading these minutes, 
I was uh, categorizing that these amongst the longest minutes, which means on that day we were all uh, wanting to understand and doing our work. I'm putting these minutes in front of you, honorable members. And I would love uh, to ask members to adopt Honorable Denise. Um, Chairperson, thank you. I'm satisfied with the minutes. I just um, can't understand. Um, I just want to make a comment, Chairperson. I, I, I find it strange that the, the legacy um, projects that will be there in the provinces with the netball um, 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 places, um, but that there won't be a... You know, if you have another Africa or national tournament, there is not a stadium, an indoor outdoor place for netball uh, to to have a uh, uh, at a national level. Otherwise, we are designing a netball court at the CTICC and we're breaking it down afterwards, and then we are back to square one with ordinary uh, netball courts. So I just find that strange that a vision was not that a legacy should also leave behind. A netball indoor outdoor stadium for big events after the after the netball World Cup. But just a comment for my side. Thank you, Chapers. Your comment, um, if it's not, is if it is just a comment, we have um, a provincial government and the national government. Let's try to check what you are saying. What mm-hmm. they can do, both governments, on 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 your yeah. point. Thank you. Thank you. We will assist you in that uh, point uh, to first track or to get views of these two fears uh, of governance. Honorable Maloman. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm seconding Honorable Dennis. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Mshongo. I wanted to find out that we're uh, forming a quorum. I'm just checking members here the out again, unless I don't see that. How are we forming a quorum? It's just a question, Chair. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Mfongo. Um, unless members have just left while I opened the minutes, but we had a quorum when I opened the minutes. We do have yourself, okay. No, uh, I'm suspecting before everyone is going to leave us, uh, if we are saying yes, we are trusting you. Honorable members, uh, the minutes have been adopted. And again, please take care, honorable members. The winter is with us. COVID-19 may return back. Take care. Uh, you must have some few days with the families in order that when we're coming back, at least you have uh, ample time with your families. Let, let's not forget, uh, even to our staff, that they are not going to recess. But, uh, honorable members, I will, I will be having some meetings with our staff in order that. Uh, coming back, we we'll, must have something to do according to the committee. I'm taking this. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I'm, I'm taking yeah. this. 
Chairperson. Sorry, Chair. Hello. We've got the second set. Second, yeah. Second, what? Oh, second. Oh, I'm very sorry. Point of clarity, Chair. Apology, Chair. Was Honorable Dennis moving for the adoption? No, he said he doesn't have a problem. I wanted to find out. Did he move or did he say he does not have a problem? Honorable yes. Dennis, the question is directly to you. Yeah, I, I did not move for the Don't ask, don't ask no. Honorable Dennis. Okay. Honorable Shong, okay. I was about to, to respond. We are an old member in this committee. And you can't say Honorable Dennis. I'm telling Honorable Dennis said Honorable Klong correctly. So uh, I'm 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 not having problem with the minutes, but he raised this point. And then um, who else who, who keep in, in, Excuse me, Anna. Excuse me, Chair. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Chair, uh, there was no proposal for the adoption of minutes. Uma Mualumani seconded. There was no there was no one to propose for the adoption of this chair. Thank you. Thank you for that. Honorable uh, Mualumani, you are proposing, you are not seconding. Any second? Second of the minute. There's no second of the minutes. We want to go to the uh, 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 that you uh, as a member uh, uh, seconded chapters. Yes. Um, no, yes, uh, I was going to tell him that I uh, say something. Uh, Chair, we do have um, Mr. Mfongo and uh, Mamu Veronica in a meeting. If they don't want to. That's right. The question was do we form a program? You only myself and Mr. Mamu Veronica only. Do we form no, a no. program? That was my yeah. question. Yes, we do. That we have, you have uh, Mention other members if that's true. Thank you. Okay. I was uh, chairperson. Sorry, but I'm back. Sorry, chair. Yes. Uh, let me just go back to the big screen, chair, so that I can. We do have Tatu uh, Zondi. We do have Tatu Songo, Mamu Veronica. We do have Umamu Rachel Adams. We do have Mama Lumane and Mama Sibiya. members, do you want me to close the meeting? What is the, what is the problem? Not to second the, 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 the minutes. It's Honorable Mshongo, Honorable Fandek, Honorable Malumane, Honorable Zondi, uh, Honorable Sibiya. Uh, no one wants to second the minutes. Uh, what is your problem? Chairperson, 
Yes, Honorable Adams. Chairperson, my apology. I was cut off um, due to network uh, problems while you was busy with the minutes of the 18th, but I'm back now. If no one uh, um, second on the agenda, uh, on the minutes, I'll do so. Can you say you are seconding minutes? Don't ask questions. I, okay. I second on the minutes. Thank you of the 18th. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. The minutes have been seconded. Let's go to the last minutes. You see, we've even exceeded our time. I can't understand it really. I can't understand how elderly members want to, to be whipped. That's oh, my case. Go on. Lower your hand, Honorable Adams. Honorable members, I'm presenting these minutes. Yes, Honorable Sund. I move that we adopt the of the 22nd of March. Uh, we are very sorry on the first meeting on the on the on the minute of the 18th. I was not I was not present in the meeting. That's why I was not second. What was the reason? I was not in the meeting. I was not in the meeting, chair. Oh, on that day. On, the, on I, the 18th, I was I was I was oh, not in the meeting. That is why I was not second in the, the minute yes, that I was I, not in yes. the meeting. But no, I do understand. I do understand, uh, honorable member. And I don't know about those who were present. Chairperson, uh, I've raised my virtual hand. I see you didn't see it. was before you. No, I was still, I was still talking to Honorable. Uh, I was still talking to Honorable Zondi. I've seen two hands, Honorable Nkrongo and Honorable Adams. Chairperson, I think there's omission on the last page before the adjournment. Can you go up? I think there was permission. I've raised a point of order before you close the meeting. Now, I don't understand. The minute says closure. The chairperson reported that the Roman Island. I've raised a point of order when you suppressed me while I wanted to do a, a personal explanation. Your remark was saying I disrespected the members and I did not disrespect any member. And I, it must be noted that you suppressed me while I wanted to say that. And the meeting was in chaos. There was shouting and shouting and the meeting was adjourned. I think that is a true reflection of the meeting. You want us to go back on, on your behavior of that meeting 
I'm not going to open because you started not to behave in a meeting. Now you want again that you must open that. I was thinking that. No, no, Honorable Tlongo, now I'm still, I'm still on the floor again. Even on that day, I was on the floor trying to uh, correct what you were doing. And whilst I was speaking, you, you were doing what you are doing today. And now again, you are want to take us back on that. That chaos, it occurred because of your behavior, Honorable Tlongo. I don't want to go there today. I'm not ready to do that. Because even on that day, you were interjecting where the Honorable Maloman wanted to talk. You interjecting. When I was trying to round up, you were doing the same thing. I was not, I, I was, I'm, I was not, not to allow you not to end the meeting. Because even today, Whilst I'm speaking, we are speaking. That's how you are behave. That's how you don't respect a woman member who's a chairperson. So I don't want to open that honorable wrong uh, every day in this meeting. The meeting, when I'm chairing, we are doing this interaction. So uh, I don't know what you wanted that it must be written in these minutes. Honorable Song, I am always, I'm always, I'm always respecting you. You always not respect me. And this is not the first and second or the third time that I'm, I'm raising this thing with you. Maybe the next thing, the honorable members, they were going to say that it must not be dialogue. But I don't feel the protection in this committee by you, Honorable Mshong. I don't feel, I don't feel the protection, Honorable Maloman. Thank you, Honorable Chair. I move and I second when it says these are the true reflections of the meetings. The things that Honorable Mshong is saying, each and every day things are happening like this, but they are not minuted. So I don't know why today is it supposed to be minuted. And I think this is the true reflection of what has happened in the meeting. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I noted what you're saying, Honorable Malomani. Uh, the minutes are proposed and are seconded. The person I've raised my hand. You didn't go to virtual again. And with thump or with respect, I've raised my hand. Yes, Honorable Mshong. Honorable Chair, I think it's high time that you must your virtual. I've raised my hand there, and when I talked, you said I didn't raise my hand. No, Nothing I've seen your hand. Or you I've wanted seen. to suppress it? I didn't, Honorable Mshong, I didn't say now I've closed the meeting. I was also reflecting on the proposal and the secondment of the minutes. And then yeah. I've said, but before that, I've raised, that, I've raised that. I'm, I've raised a hand to say there's omission. It's what I've said. There's omission of. It's not a true reflection of what happened before you close the meeting on the last point. It's what I'm raising, Chair. They can second it. They can propose, but I've raised the omission. And my omission is, it must be reflected that I wanted to raise a point of order 
I've raised my hand on the virtual. You did not see that. I had to come in and say point of order and said I disrespected. Now that's an omission on the, the actual minutes that I'm saying. It must be recorded and it is even on the order. Thank you, Chair. Yes. Yes, honorable Chair, these minutes were moved as a, as a true reflection of what has transpired in the meeting of the 22nd. I've seconded. I don't know whether Mshongo alone is denying that these are the correct minutes. He must just say him is denying, but us as a committee, we're moving that this is a true reflection. So if there's a mover and a seconder, there's nothing that Honorable Mshongo can say after we've seconded. Thank you, Chair. Honorable uh, Yes, Honorable thank you for the opportunity. I just want to comment. Oh, on that. Are you yeah. Sorry, Honorable Dennis, I was on the platform. Are you saying I was out of order? Sorry, Chairperson, with respect. Remember, there was a, a point of order. Now, are you sustaining that point of order? Sorry, Honorable Dennis, Chairperson, directly to you because I was on the point. There was a point of order. Honorable Tongo, you were not finishing. I was thinking no. that you. Okay. I was not done. I was thinking that you have raised your concern, Honorable Strong. So that's why I'm thinking that I can give other people your. But your... there was a point of order, Chair. That's why I keep quiet. You said there's an order, Chair. It's, it's recorded. You said to me there's a point of order, and I kept quiet. Go on, Honorable Mshongo. Just a, a moment, Honorable Dennis. Chairperson, before I wanted to find out, do you sustain the order that was said to me? Because there was an order. I wanted to find out. I'm sustaining the order of Honorable Maloman. And now I'm out of order when I raise that there's an omission on the minutes. You can ask the, 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 the members, not ask the chairperson. Let me give the members to respond on what we are saying. There's a, there's a question by Honorable Mshongo. Yes, Honorable Dennis. Yeah, I think um, um, two things, Chairperson. Um, the one is that um, um, Honorable Mshongo was on the floor, but what he wanted to achieve through that debate or exchange of words was that the Democratic Alliance objected. I think that that is what the issue was, why he was not happy. And that is recorded in the minutes. That's the most important thing that we objected to the letter from the minister. And actually, we can't object to a letter. We should object to the content of the letter. But then, my, so, so my second point, Chairperson, is that the, you responded in the last paragraph and you expressed yourself, and that is, that is worded correctly. Because you close the meeting and then you express yourself. So, so well, that's all I wanted to say. I'm, I'm satisfied with that last paragraph of how you express yourself. And I'm satisfied that the fact that the Democratic Alliance objected, that that is recorded in the minutes. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Dennis. I don't see any hand and I don't expect any hand. The, the meetings agent. Thank you, Chair. 
Recording. St